bet you guys are wondering who is that new voice we'll get to that in a second but welcome back to the joe blow horror show where we review rate discuss and break down horror movies and not horror films this is the second episode that we have recorded since last october i know i promise you guys we get this out sooner but you know life gets in the way it's summertime but before we go any further, I want to introduce to you guys for the very first time the brand new host of the Joe Blow Horror Show, Tibu. Welcome. I am beyond pumped to get this started. We've known each other for a while and it just the, the stars aligned and it's happening. We're we've got so much planned and, and news and ideas and everything, so Tibu, welcome, man. Fucking A, man. Yeah, we've known each other for, it's been close to a year, believe it or not. Yep. It's been a while. We met back in, a, let's see, a chat room, right? A chat room? No, it was a watch party. We it was were a watch party, the, yeah. Yep. Friday the 13th, part two, with uh, Mr. Watson. And yep, we, it's Watson, Jason Lloyd, a couple other guys. Um, yeah, we just started was, chatting, and yeah, it ended up just being you, me, and Watson there for the longest time, just chatting about all things horror and yeah it was yeah the stars mm-hmm. aligned and it worked out perfect for you to kind of step in and yeah I, I could be happier to and it's funny because we were talking about how similar we were you know I've got my everyone that listens knows I talk about my uh sacred text and mm-hmm. talk a little bit about what you got well I've got uh the midnight codex it's the same thing where me and him we we write down all the movies we watch. We write down uh, all of our show notes in this thing. I mean, it's it's a compendium of horror knowledge, and um, our experiences going through horror. And I use it on you know plug plug my show that I do a solo cast. Well, sometimes we co-host the nightclub. Uh, it's a little bit more I guess scripted than this show. You know, you guys. Well, we guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, it's we now. Yep. Yeah. It's damn. And you know, I was going to say this before we started recording. I wanted to say it now. This is exactly what I was envisioning when I got into the horror community online. Like as far as all the podcasters and the groups that we're all a part of. And, uh, this was what it was all about was like meeting somebody else that shares a love for this shit. And I, cause I mean, I've got friends, uh, that, that like it. And I've got a two co-hosts on my show that, you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm shl- like slowly introducing them into what I love about horror, what we all love about horror. But to find somebody else, connect like this, and you've already got an awesome show set up. So to just, hey, slide right in, 
<laughs> sure, I'll take it. That's right. That's right. As they say in the hockey world, it's the exact opposite of the sandpaper finish. So I mean, it's it's you're you're coming right in. So <laughs> wait, what's a sandpaper finish? Oh yeah, shove it up your hoop. Sandpaper finish. No lube. No spit. <laughs> going in raw, baby. <laughs> yep. So it's the exact opposite of that. So yeah, Keep no, it always yeah. coming wrong. <laughs> yep. So awesome. Obviously, with not only being the new host of uh, the Joe Blow Horror Show, but the first time on the show. You guys have been asking. He is going to be running the gauntlet, so don't worry about that. <laughs> At the end of the show, uh, he's going to run the gauntlet. I'm sure he's going to come out on the other end, probably bloody beaten and scarred. But, you know, that's going to be the initiation, and, yeah, he'll be ready for it. So a little bit about this show here. Um, who records a fucking top 15 of 2019 show in and? july you guys probably won't hear this until august yeah we do so we know we're a little late to the game but i think every, this is perfect honestly yeah it, it's because I, every yeah no go ahead no i have a, i have a i have a thought behind this or a thought process a lot of people have to take time to you know uh catch up maybe on certain films right. unless yep. unless you're like mark nato who watches every film that comes out every second of the day um, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I love Barknado, but dude, you need time to process these things. So for everybody who's like, why are we doing a top 15 in the middle of the year, the next year? Shit. Come on, man. Yeah. Also too, like this. as much as I love list list shows, everybody gets inundated with list shows in January, February. So maybe it's like a, you know, a little change up for him. I know some shows. Yeah. Yeah. Some shows probably, I well, probably, I know some shows take, you know, some vacation and time off in the summertime. So hopefully we're giving you guys something, uh, something different, something to look forward to. And yeah, this welcome to the top 15 of 2019 from the Joe Blow Horror Show. So we're going to run through our top 15. We have some honorable mentions. Oh, we'll talk dude, about before we get there, we need to stop somewhere special. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's crack open the door of the Teddy Twister and see what's on tap. All right, so I guess why don't you do the honors? You may have had a gift package show up to your house. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the sweetest thing ever. Boss Tuna sent me a care package for our first episode recording together. Um, what I have here is some Templeton rye. Aged four years. This is delicious. Tell me if you can hear this. Yeah, oh, yeah. I heard it. Pop that cork, okay. buddy. All right. And also, what's the name of this brewery? Uh, Castle Danger. So the bottle is some of Iowa's finest. It's a rye whiskey. So I sent him some of that. And the beer, as, as a lot of you guys know, I'm from northern Minnesota. So this is a little small brewery up the north shore called castle danger yes i got the castle cream ale which i've already smashed and it was delicious and i'm about to open the 177 pale ale so i got myself a pale ale here 177 mm-hmm. what's that about 
Uh, that's the address of their first little brewery in their brewing out of a garage. Oh, damn. So, that's awesome. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty pumped uh, for you that you enjoy <laughs> um, that, that Templeton. So what I have down here is down here in Iowa is a bottle. Whoops. You guys probably are familiar with Barntown Brewing. We've talked about them a little bit. No free ads, yeah, but they're getting a free one. Anyways, it's called their Sin Sin. So C-I-N-S-I-N. So it's a cinnamon. It's a pastry stout, stout brewed with cinnamon, cocoa nibs, uh, and toasted coconuts. So this is what I will be enjoying. We'll see if you guys can hear the... There you go. Crack that open. Pouring it into my... For those that have uh, ever heard of Lake of the Ozarks, uh, there's, there's a... A bar is called Big Dicks halfway in. So I'll be I'll be pouring that into my Big Dicks halfway in glass. Do you see how dark that is coming out? I mean that's that's oh, that's, that's thick. Oh fuck yeah. So get that going there. All right. Well as we're hanging out here in the titty twister, we're gonna get into our main episode. Uh anything well actually we, we gotta talk a little bit about your rating scale. Um just so people can know kind of how you rate movies since it's going to be different from mine. So go ahead, talk about that. Obviously on the Joe Horror Show, we do a 10 point scale for ratings. So I'm just going to let you take over. Talk to us about your rating scale. Luckily um, for, for me, I also do a 10 point rating scale. Uh, and I, I've got it, I've got it down to a, a three point process or, or, a, a, oh, that beer's good, man. Oh man. Yeah, brody. Enjoy that shit. Follow us on Untapped as well, too. I'm going to be putting this on Untapped right now, the review. Anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. I need to, I need to clarify this for, for the listeners of the uh-huh. Joe Blow Bar show. My, my equivalent of yeah, bud, because I'm from Louisiana, uh, is mewe. It's the same thing. It just means an agreement or indeed. It's, so for people who heard it, don't know what it means, I'm a Cajun, so we say weird shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, back, back to the rating scale, sorry. I have a, a three points that I always look for in a film, and uh, they are enjoyment, impact, and longevity. So when I, when I sit down to watch a movie, the first thing I'm, I'm, I'm going into a film for is pure enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Like how much am I going to just love what I'm seeing, love what I'm hearing, the overall experience. The second thing is impact. Uh, how hard did the film hit me and on what level and why the third longevity. Am I going to want to return to this movie over and over again as time goes by, which is kind of why I think again, why our top 15 in the middle of the year yep. is kind of apropos. I mean, really uh, longevity, man. And, and I'm going to be Frank, but I'm trapped, uh, <laughs> but I'm Travis. So that's not the same thing. Um, <laughs> hi Frank. I, hi. Uh, some, some of these movies on my uh, top list, you know, they came in a little bit later. Uh, I've watched them more, some of them more recently to be, to be fair to, to those films and some of the others that might be lower, but uh, that's neither here nor there at this point. It's going to be maybe a year from now or two or three years from now. I think longevity is the, the key to, how I rate a film mm-hmm. in the end, but for the purposes of tonight's list, uh, the first two points, enjoyment and impact, they're going to, they're going to hold a little bit more weight because these are newer movies. They haven't had time to settle in, you know? So that's, that's how I rate things. Um, as far as what a one would be uh, on a scale of one to 10 for me, 
a one would be um I'm, I'm either ignoring the movie <laughs> so it's got a one because i'm like i would have no interest in this sure or it's or it's so bottom of the barrel uh no like you have no respect for the people that made the movie i, I know that sounds harsh to say because no one as the saying goes sets out to make a bad film nobody tries to make a bad movie but sometimes you have cash grabs or you have thoughtless franchises of, of a yeah. certain nature that you just you're like man this is terrible and after i after i start going up from one i mean you know you get to an average somewhere around a four or a five and to me above five is above average uh mm -hmm. so keep going higher i find most movies that i like to love or between 7.5 because i do half point ratings and a uh, 9.5 if it's a 10 this is a in my opinion masterpiece it's something that i think is important or probably mostly important to me <laughs> i mean really but maybe important in a grander uh, scale like like on a, a cultural scale or sure. you know if a film buff is going to call something great have a reason to back it up and i think mm -hmm. i've got some good reasons for what i would consider a 10 out of 10 we're, we're pretty similar in, in in our rankings actually um i guess i've, I've kind of had that same idea but i may not have had it worded that way i guess the only difference with me and i've talked about this quite a few times is that i, I am not one that is into rewatches so i would agree that number one is you know it's got to be enjoyment like i mean did you like the movie were you having fun through it uh number two yeah that i i guess one of the things that really gets me with the movie is going to be like the unexpected the the twists the swerves, you know, that kind of stuff. And that's going to play into this list, especially, um, and, and, and even more so with my number one, um, I guess replayability doesn't really play a factor in that for me at all, but staying with you does. Um, because I, I, as you know, I've got my sacred text. I write down every single movie I watch the date. I see it, the score, and I'll go through and, and, and I'll, Every once in a while, I'll, I'll, you know, just go through the pages and be like, you know, God, this movie, like, I still think about this movie, like that score needs to get higher. So I, I do try to make it very, I, I put a lot of thought into my scores. Generally, when I watch a movie, I have an idea where it's going to fit. And I page through, you know, the last like 50 movies I watched. No joke. Like when I, when I write down a score of a movie, it takes me like 10 minutes because I'm like, I, I try to pinpoint it. You know, otherwise, like, in my opinion, if you're going to score a movie, you know, I, I hate the people that, well, I'm going to give this an eight, but, you know, that can flip flop. I mean, it can be a six one day and a 10 the other day. I'm like, how can you? So I, I take a different approach to mine where I, I, I feel like if, if I'm going to give a movie a score, I need to be able to back it up in a debate kind of thing. So, yeah, well, maybe that's just be, me being weird, but I, I really do take time. No, and, no, no. Yeah. That's not weird at all. But, but you know, what's funny is, is, uh, I'm not going to say we're, we're opposites, but I will give a film a rating pretty much right after I see it, a gut mm -hmm. reaction. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where I start. But, but like you, I, I will go back in and think about the film, but, but I do rewatch, uh, that, that, like I'm saying longevity for me, yeah. I am a rewatcher. I will rewatch something that I feel stays with me. So that feeling of, of it staying with you, I totally relate to, but, but I do revisit the film. I'm sure you've revisited 
films. I mean, rarely. I I really, you know, I think I can count on one hand how many 2018 movies I've rewatched. Like, it's really not that much. No, it's no. Not. But like, what about your favorites or your cl- classics? You know. Yeah, yeah. But even then, it's it's. I mean, the thing with me and maybe it's different and I'm not trying to put all horror fans in a box, but the thing with me is just, it comes down to time. Like Boston ain't got time for that shit. Oh man. I mean, as much as I want to, it's like, I mean, I work a job that is all appointment based. Mm -hmm. So I pretty much leave my home. It's one of those things where I leave my home every morning between seven and eight and I don't get home until eight o'clock at night, but my actual quote unquote hours I work, I might only have two or three appointments in there, but it's not like I could just go back home, you know, cause I right. do, I do sales, you know, for construction. So I have clients I meet. Whatnot. So, so anyways, I, I just, you know, I get home and it's like, you know, I got young kids. So it's like, hang out with the family and the kids and I'm a night owl. So, I mean, you know, I, I do, you know, stay up for till probably 1am every morning. In this um, way, we're, we're also very alike because I work construction, but yeah, I do, you're on the road uh, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I do the, the, uh, civil work for uh cell phone tower construction and stuff like that among a few other knickknack things. But I have three kids. Uh, when I'm home, I try to dedicate time yeah. to the family, but I'm also a night owl. Like you, yep. I, I, yep. I'll stay up till one, one in the one two in the morning. Depends yep. on what's going on. Sacrifice a little bit of sleep just yep. to get some of this. Like it's not always hard. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I'm doing something else. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's the thing too. Is like I have other hobbies too. Right. You know. So when I'm home at night, like man, I like my video games. I'm not gonna lie. I like my video games. So it's like you said, you've been stuck on a Call of Duty, right? Oh, dude, it's been bad. Like I. I'll go sometimes like a month or two months without playing a video game, but I've been playing Call of Duty Warzone every fucking single night for the most part <laughs> since like March. So oh, I've sure. got like I've got like a weird addictive personality. But anyways, you know, I mean, even my free time too is is you know I'm a huge outdoorsman. I hunt, fish, snowmobile, four wheeler. Like uh, you know, I'm always outside. So hey, I'm not, I'm not to no, digress, I, I, but I just don't I'm, have time to rewatch movies for a second. One yeah. second. Because Boss Tuna sent me some pictures of some awesome shit. This guy's not kidding. He is an outdoorsman. And the places you went, that one picture you sent me where you were frying fish. Oh, yep, yep. On that stone pit fire. And y'all had those brews popped open, man, and that lake in the background. I was like, this guy, this guy's living the life. Yeah, that was, uh, maybe I'll post that to the Facebook page. That was a border lake up in Minnesota, half Canada, half Minnesota, uh, no cabins, completely pristine. Yep. Not a, there's no, no structures, nothing on the lake. Yeah. We went out, caught fish, pulled up on shore, made a fire, fried some fish and yeah, drank a beer and a fucking night under the stars, man. That's the best. Yep. So that was my long winded way of just saying, I just don't have time. And I know you can make time, but then I'm, I'm, you know, like a movie whore. So like I, part of the problem we had last year was is we had like dates set to do our top 15 show. We kept pushing it back and pushing it back because like, I'm like, I'm a completionist. It doesn't matter if it's with movies or with video games. Like I have to do stuff from the start to end. So every time there was a movie that I had to see, that's why I kind of got lucky with 
doing his fucking top 15 show but <laughs> yeah so anyways that was a long-winded way of breaking down our ratings but um a- anything you want to add to your ratings or or i guess anything else before we get into the top 15 no nah, dude uh that's that's pretty much it that three-point system so uh i'm ready when you are awesome well let's uh Pitter-patter, let's get at her, man. I will give you the honors of your number 15 movie from 2019. My number 15 of 2019 is Tumbad. This movie is a... I should have uh, fucking hum- seen it. God damn it. <laughs> uh, you didn't get to see it, right? No. Um, okay, well, I, I won't go too much into it. Uh, it's, a, it it's a Hindi film. And it, it's a generational movie. It takes place over a long period of time. And it involves, uh, well, it, it starts with a fairy tale. And I think that theme will be reoccurring in my list. I don't want to reveal too much, man, because you haven't seen the film. Right. And, and we'll give you guys spoilers, too. If there's a movie we've both seen, we won't just go and, oh, right, spoil it without giving you a heads up. So. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really don't want to say a lot. Do you know anything about it? No, I don't know anything about it. And I purposely try to go that route with all the movies yes. I watch. So, Okay, well, for your benefit, I won't go into it. I'm just going to say already it's a generational movie. It takes place over a, a long period of time. There's a fairy tale aspect to it and uh, some, other, some other shit. That's awesome. Um, special effects are cool. I think they fit the tone of the movie. Um, the cinematography is great. The acting is great. Tumbad. It's on Amazon Prime right now at the time of this recording for free if you have Prime. So go watch that shit. Yeah, no, I I will check it out. What's your rating on that? My rating for that is an 8.5 out of 10. Damn, your number 15 is an 8.5. Yeah, dude. I, I fucked up. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, what? I didn't fuck up, but I, I, I will say that uh, maybe we can digress for a hot minute here and talk about this year compared to last year how how okay. do you think uh 2019 horror was compared to 2018 i would say on par to me really okay yeah i i mean uh i think the last decade in in general has been just like amazing um i agree but- with that i am going to have to disagree with it being on par but no, I, I do agree that, man, the, the last decade we've had of movies were pretty damn good. Dude, yeah. I mean, I, to me, it's been as good as – I mean, I came up with uh, the late 90s and early 2000s modern horror, but I was also watching Monster Vision with Joe Bob Briggs. Oh, yeah. That's, yep. that's, what, that's what got me into horror was Joe Bob. So I saw a lot of the older movies and sort of kind of obscure movies. I saw Hell Comes to Frogtown on Monster Vision back when I was a little kid with Roddy Piper. I mean, that movie's crazy. And he just did I that. I need again. to see that movie. Well, you're in love. Do you have Shudder? Oh, of course I do. Okay. He, he, that's, uh, I think the finale of his newest season was uh, on the last drive-in with Joe Bob. It was, it was Hell Comes to Frogtown. Go watch it with Joe Bob, man. It's great. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I think this year was overall, it was really good. I, I don't think it was quite as strong as last year. Looking at my list from last year, my number one and number two are perfect tens, which I've had a couple of people ask me about my number two movie from last year was Halloween. I gave it a perfect 10. <laughs> I, make I haven't no, seen that. 
Are you serious? Well, wait, you wait, wait. Have... Ha- Halloween, not Halloween. 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 Yeah, Halloween. Yeah, oh, I saw that. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, I've had some conversations. They're like, "How can you give that a ten out of 10? Like, well, because it's fucking perfect. Anyways, um, yeah. So number one and number two were perfect tens for me, and then three through seven were nines. So it was pretty strong. I will say that hereditary. Oh, dude, fuck yeah. Hereditary yeah. is a 10 out of 10 for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe it, maybe this is a spoiler, but yeah, I had no perfect 10s this year, so that's why I was like, that's ah, not quite as on par, but you know, I, I think I saw less than last year. We didn't talk about that. Let's chat about, I know we're way off on a tangent, but hey, welcome back if you guys have not figured this out yet. Last it's year- It's the new Blow Horror Show. Yeah. <laughs> Tangents galore. Oh, fuck yeah. Last year, um, if you remember, because we show, yeah, we, we didn't start the show until 2018. So, um, you know, I didn't start writing and recording every movie I saw until halfway through the year. So, for example, last year I watched, um, what was it, 48 movies from July 11th. 2018 to the end of the year so i probably watched maybe i would guess i probably watched like around 70 ish uh this year i only had 63 2019 watches so a little bit less um you know obviously a lot had gone on but um what about you man how many 2019 watches have you seen (laughs) Uh, it's cut that in half i've seen uh 32 okay uh well not 2019 completely, uh, 32 2019 horror films. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, and that's what I meant too, the 2019 horror films. So no, right, that's, right. Still, that's still pretty pre- respectable because, I mean, especially when we're talking July of, you know, the following year, you're going to know what movies to watch and what movies to stay away from. So, you know, and as I said before, I don't purposely go out of my way to watch movies like, I'll every once in a while do a shot in the dark, but generally I'm going to watch movies I know that are good or that I've heard good things for. So, but before we digress anymore, uh, since it's been five minutes, we'll go back. So your number 15 was Tumbad and you yes. gave that an eight and a half. Yes. My number 15 for me was us. So I think that, uh, this was still a very solid movie coming off the sophomore effort of Jordan Peele. I don't think it was quite as good as Get Out, but um, it was still pretty good. It's one of those things where, you know, you try not to let the hype uh, and the excitement kind of come over you, but I, I may have been victim of that. I will say that uh, I watched oh, this. Oh, dude, it came all over me. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I was all about that Jordan Peele yeah. hype train. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, even still, Get Out. I don't even think Get Out made my list uh, last. Was Get Out a 28, 2017 It must have been. Yes. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually do a proper top list, but I don't know if it would have made that list either. But Ooh. Uh, it, it was it was pretty good. Um, well, I guess it would have made my top fifteen. Probably not my top ten of twenty seventeen. But anyways, it. Us, very, very solid. Um, I watched it in the theater, uh, and I believe it came out earlier in the year of 2019. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it was very early in the year. Yeah, it came out earlier in the year, and obviously, I struggle with the rewatches. So, I did buy the DVD. Uh, I have it still wrapped in the cellophane. You know, going back to the rewatches, most of the times I rewatch a movie is with my buddies. I have a couple of buddies that are horror fans. Side tangent: when we go on our trips, our camping trips that we were talking about earlier, we bring my laptop and we'll smash through a couple of them. But so we'll probably so be watching that. Awesome! No, oh, yeah. God damn it. Yep. I'm going to have to take a vacation to Iowa. Oh, well, vacation to Iowa and go up to Minnesota because, you know, there we can't go. do that shit down here. But, no, back to the movie. I gave it a 7.5. It's a pretty good movie overall. Um, I do think that as much as I don't do rewatches, I should check that one back out because, you know, there were a couple scenes and, you know, there, there's there's some pretty interesting you know, it's hard to wrap your head around some of the shit that he throws at you. So uh, I do my, believe that one needs a rewatch. So my thoughts on us is that like when I when I first saw it, the opening scene had me like enraptured because there's yeah. the all these rabbits in these cages. Um, I'm not going to go into spoiler territory. So I'm just the opening just had me glued like the imagery of it. Yep. And like, what does this mean? And then there's a few horror references right away at the beginning with uh, yes, the 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 cassette tapes, the VHS yeah. tapes, yep. VHS tapes, yeah. And so I, I was like, you know, and back up a little bit. Jordan Peele, I heard on the Nerdist uh, podcast years ago, yep. with uh, Chris Hardwick, yep, yep. And this is before Get Out, uh, but after Key and Peele, his uh, sketch comedy show, and he was loved it, hilarious. About, yes, it is. It's so good so zany um he was talking about making a, a film he wanted to do a, a he wanted to be a director and he started talking about horror and i was i was like oh shit this guy's a student of horror like he knows his shit he's mm -hmm. not just a casual you know so when get out came out <laughs> I'm, I'm limp biscuit over here i'm rhyming the same word with the same word uh <laughs> no when get out was released I, I i i was personally blown away by it um I don't I don't remember if I had a top 10 of 2017. Uh I think it might have been in there if if I would have had yeah. one. But um Us has a B movie plot the same way Get Out does. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a spoiler for Get Out for anyone who hasn't seen it. So at that 30 second fast forward button. They are taking people's brains or their consciousness and extracting it in the basement of some plantation home with these mad scientist parents. I mean, look, it's a crazy B side plot. Okay. And I think us had the same thing going for it. I respect the movie. I, I respect the cinematography and the twist in that movie actually broke my heart. To be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. I, I will say that I liked the story of get out better in that. Um, it was more believable, I guess, if that makes sense, even though both of them are hard to imagine. Mm -hmm. where I thought us was just so like, I'm like, man, that you, you, that's, that's something, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a B movie plot. It's like, yep. how does that work its way into a mainstream film and be as successful as, as it was, you know? Yeah. Well, it's Jordan Peele's second film, but I'm blown away by the sheer fact that this guy is writing these, I don't know, man, it's just not typical plot lines, you know, for a mainstream big big horror movie I'm, I'm actually even more excited now than i ever was for his third movie the only caveat with that is i hope he doesn't try to get too political because obviously there's political undertones with the, both these movies and, and and for the most part i 
you know, it kind of pisses me off. Like I'm like, keep that shit out of entertainment. But when you do it in the way that he does, where it's not fucking, you know, <laughs> do you ever see that meat? Oh yeah. I know you've seen it. I've sent it to you of big black that, that dude sitting on the bed with the fucking <laughs> yeah, tripod. Yeah. yeah. I mean, as long as they're not trying to like fucking smack you across the face with that big black <laughs> with yeah. political stuff, I'm all right with it. So <laughs> I mean, I I don't mind a political message uh, in a in a film. In fact, one of my favorite films of 2020 so far is The Platform, and it's got a very political message. Haven't seen it, but I'll be checking it out. It's I I love it. I love that. See, like George Romero too. Like you know, when I was a kid, that's what got me into zombies was George Romero. I had no idea that you know his movies were social and political. So first, you do the he. Yeah, and if you do it tastefully like that, that's fine. But anyways, not to get off on a tangent, uh, number 15 for Boss Tuna was us at a 7.5. Uh, number 14 for uh, Tibu, what do you got? Sorry, I know you're uh, just trying to take a sip of that. but No, 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 no. I'll, I'll save this Templeton Rye for a second later. Um, my number 14, and this is going to burst open a door right here. The floodgates are, are opening. This is horror adjacent. Okay, I'm all right with that. My list has uh, a few horror adjacent films on it. So at number 14, I've got the finale of a trilogy that I've been watching my whole life. I have Glass, directed by M. Night Shyamalan. I, I, I am 100% behind you. That you can completely throw in the horror because, yeah, I am fine with that uh, being considered horror flick. The reason I say horror adjacent is because back when M. Night started this trilogy with Unbreakable mm-hmm. back in 2002, um, what he did was make one of the most grounded superhero films I've ever seen. Maybe yep. the most grounded. Yep. Um, and then he, he, he went off and had his career at, at that time and then came back and made a film called Split that came out in 2017 starring James McAvoy. And I went into this movie not knowing what I was going to get. And what I got was amazing performances, a great story. M. Night Night was back. I'm an M. Night apologist, by the way. Not for his bad films, but for the films that I love. Right. The Village, Signs, all that shit. Um, I like The Happening, even. A lot of people don't like that one. I like it for what it is. Yep. But Split to me is a different beast, and M. Night is dark as fuck, and people don't ever give him credit for being really fucking dark mm-hmm. because there's some, some elements in Split that are really fucked up. But all that being said, Split was an un, unknown sequel, a surprise sequel to Unbreakable, and then we finally get Glass, and he ties up the story, in my opinion, so fucking well, dude. And I, I get... I get things out of it that I'm like, I didn't think I was going to get going in. If, if, mm. if that makes any sense. Like, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a, a knock them down, drag out fight between three anti-heroes kind of one's a protagonist for sure. But the other two are, you know, yep. they are what they are for anyone who hasn't seen these movies. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. You, you, you would, you have to check these out. I don't want to spoil them. Have you seen the, Glass? The best is, is I just saw Glass within the last like month. And yeah, it was it was a pretty good movie. 
I did put it in the sacred text, so technically I'd make a, an argument for it being in the horror. I did rate it fairly high, so and that's one thing too. I don't want to cut you off and go off on a tangent, but I did my Feel list free. a little bit different because I think last year I pretty much did mine just by rating, like highest rated, lowest rated. This one I changed it up a little bit because – some of them, I think, are really good first-time watches, and then it falls off after that. So, but yeah, no, for Glass, I did recently see Glass. Um, and yeah, as you finish up, I'll find my rating on that for you. This, this trilogy... 7.25, so... Okay, yeah. <clears throat> the, I think this trilogy needs to be seen, and I think Glass needs to be reevaluated because uh, people kind of came down on it a little bit. It still made a ton of money. I mean, Bruce Willis, McAvoy, Samuel L. motherfucking Jackson as Mr. Glass and the twist, man. Again, M. Night's known yep. for his twist and, and I didn't see what I was did coming. love. I loved that. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. I Thank you. Thank you, man. Because some people shit on it and I'm like, no, y'all don't know what you I think this movie is kind of ahead of its time, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's a commentary on 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 not just superhero films and what they mean to our culture right now, especially right now. Look how big fucking Marvel is. Look how big star Wars still is. You yeah. could say it's not a superhero property, but come on, man, what's a Jedi except not for Superman in space or something like something like right. that. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Glass man, uh, 8.5 out of 10. I fucking love that. Nice. Shit. Yep. I, I I enjoyed it quite a bit too. And spoiler alert, uh, James McAvoy, very close to taking my actor of the year because he, oh, he's just a yes. stud. Yes. 23 so. personalities, man. Yeah, yep. Yeah. That's pretty good. So number 14 for me was another. So the, 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 the first two I'll be mentioning were ones I saw in the theater. Uh, this one was pretty fun. It's one of those kind of movies that you, that you see the, I guess I don't watch previews for, but when you see is in a theater, you're like, yeah, I, I, I probably should go check this one out in the theater to get that theater experience. Went into it, uh, had a great time, loved it. Uh, quite a bit lower on my list than it was on quite a few others lists, but still uh, Crawl is coming in at my number 14 with a solid seven. Uh, it was a fun movie, uh, so simple, but done so well. The special effects, the CGI, the, I mean, you actually felt like you were in what Louisiana or wherever the fuck they were, Florida, uh, Florida. Oh yeah. It's, obviously it's Florida. Uh, yeah. Florida. You, you felt like oh, you're, we, you're there. We have gators too, man. Yep. Um, oh yeah. Barry Pepper. I love Barry Pepper. Barry Pepper has been one of my favorites since fuck he was yeah. the sniper in, uh, uh, saving Ryan's privates. So, <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. Val Venus. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that was great. Um, it was just a really fun movie, action packed. The only thing that I did not like, I thought the ending was like rushed. And I, honestly, for lack of a better term, I thought it was fucking stupid. Mm. Was not a fan of the ending. I'm like, come on, like, you got to go out with the bang, you know, not take the easy way out, so to speak. So, but otherwise, you know, 90% of the movie I thought was awesome. If that ending would have been any reworked or different, it could have gone up easily another point, point and a half for me. So I've seen Crawl. Um, I'm going to spoil it right now. It is not on my list. Uh, 6.5 out of 10 for Crawl. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm almost there with you. 
uh, there's so much grunting in that movie, it became obnoxious. Yes, I did notice that, but all right. Like you're watching a fucking tennis match with Venus and Serena Williams or what? Yeah. Oh, oh, like every fucking <laughs> me and my wife were sitting there watching it. We rented it. Um, no, 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 no. It was on prime. It's on prime for free. Uh, we, we watched it and it, it's produced by Sam Raimi. So I'm, I'm sold mm. right there. Alexander Aja. Yes. Yes. The director of, um, your, your, you like yeah. the remake. Look, Hills have eyes. Yep. And, uh, I enjoyed I it a lot. Check I mean, it out. yes. Yeah. Uh, good movie. Read Dean Koontz's intensity. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't want to go down that wormhole again. No, no, no. One day we'll we'll talk about that maybe. Yep. Um, but uh, crawl, crawl is awesome. It is awesome. I enjoyed it a lot. It's a fun movie. I think people should go s- seek it out. Good creature feature and a lot of tension. Really, there mm-hmm. is uh, the ending. I I kind of agree with you. I mean, really, it, it's it, there. I, I thought it was going to go a different way, and it didn't. And I was kind of like, oh man, all right, yep. it is what it is. Yeah. Typical, without getting into spoilers, typical Hollywood easy way out ending. So, yep. but anyways, uh, we're going to move into number 13 for Tibu. At number 13, at the recommendation of Boss Tuna, Ooh. I have The Wind. Ooh, very nice. This is right up my alley. This is a folk horror film, which I, I love that genre so fucking much. And it deals with uh, demons, possibly. So yep, possibly there's some there's some ambiguity in this movie which mm. I also love, but there's mm. enough hints of lore. Yes, by way of pamphlets that yep. appear pamphlets and, and books that yeah they don't give you any explanation. And I, I dude, I watched this movie and there's one scene in particular where a certain person comes back to the house. Yep, and I actually got a jolt of fear from facial expressions and what happens in that scene uh, where the, I'm going to, I'm going to say where the priest comes back to the house at night. That scene, I was already glued to the film and and I I do want to say this too, the way it's shot. It's, it's interesting because you go back and forth in time to see how you're leading up to the point where you are at the present in the film. And I think that's really cool. It's not Tarantino esque. It's not, it's not out of order. It's just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I thought it made it, you know, an interesting way to tell a story. But, dude, this movie was fucking awesome. Like, I, 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 I know I keep saying that about the, the movies I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, but I loved it, man. Like, I, it, it had me spellbound the whole time. Nice. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I, I liked it. That's why I told you to check it out. So I, I, gave, it, I gave it a fucking 8.5 out of 10. Another Very one. Very nice. Solid. Very nice. I'm going to revisit this one uh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Okay. Uh, Number 13 for me was a movie that I believe is on Shudder. A lot of talk about it. Um, I I watched it because it was on a lot of people's lists. Uh, it, it, It reminded me of a little bit of Requiem for a Dream. Just a hell of a lot more. Yep, yep. A hell of a lot more brutal. Uh, and that would be Bliss. Um, comes in at yeah. an eight. I, I, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah. think of Requiem for a Dream, more brutal, pretty gory. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the actress in it, she did, she did a great job. It had almost like a 
like a hue or an aesthetic of Mandy kind of, that's kind of what I got out of it was, you know, she go into her like little drug kind of deals and it reminded me a little bit about Mandy. And uh, I think the brutality kind of went hand in hand with that as well too. Pretty good movie. Came in, I uh, gave it an eight. Uh, check it out. I mean, people, if, if you're a horror fan, you don't have Shudder. You need to get your shit together because... Fuck yes. They, I mean, Joe Bob that. Riggs. Joe Bob Riggs. That's all you need to know. That's it. That's it. Yep. And all the movies that they, they do have, you're right. Uh, I'm going to talk about Bliss. Uh, but first, I'm going to get to my number 12, Amata Negra, or The Black Forest. Uh, I think you... I think you could find this on Prime. Um, I think that's how I saw it, if I remember correctly. Again, this is a fairy tale horror film with elements of witchcraft and black magic. I've heard it. I don't think I've seen it. It all takes place in a Brazilian forest. And it goes from serious and and enchanting and thought-provoking. Oh, look at the head on that beer. Holy shit. He poured himself a good one. Damn, bro. (laughs) <laughs> that's the black forest right there you're drinking that's the right. <laughs> that's a dark ass beer swamp water but it's yes. so good i won't i won't i won't go into too much i'll say that it does have a sam raimi-esque sort of feel okay in the in the second half and the finale you will not see coming you won't really no hmm. i'm gonna a mata negra Black Forest. I'm going to put that on my uh, little listy list here. I might actually have it on my IMDb watch list. And I gave uh, that an, an 8.5. I've got a lot of 8.5s, man. There, there, there's still more to come. Spoilers. What's it? It's Spoilers. called The Black Forest? It's, it's – yeah, that's the English translation of uh, a Mata Negra. Oh, yep, yes. there it is. In this mystical horror tale, a young woman uncovers a lost book of Cipriano. Yep. Is that it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a that's a fucking that's a deep dive and a half, man. That's a find for sure. There, there's so only 162 well, IMDb reviews. So, uh, I don't frequent the D B. You should. So I don't really know if that's good. D's or always good to me. <laughs> 2020, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fair game. Um, oh, dude, I love it. it. You can go on there. That's how I like get all the information for my movies. I just go on there to look at actors, directors. Well, I do a few, yeah, I do a few. I, I usually use Wikipedia and then go from there. Um, branch yeah. out. Now, Rotten Tomatoes, I'll, I'll, I'll scour, but I like not a skim rather, not scour. Right. I'll skim Rotten Tomatoes, but I don't, I don't, I don't fully go off Rotten Tomatoes. Do you tomatoes go through and like look at actors and check out like yeah. their other works and that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah. Oh, How yeah. do you do that then? Wikipedia. Dude, you got you got to go on IMDb. That's it's so easy because you can like get stuck in. Wikipedia is easy too. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I do. I, I'm not knocking IMDb. I've never, like I said, I've never really spent a lot of time there. But Wikipedia does all the same shit. You can just click on their name, and then you can see their their uh, filmography. Yeah. You can. Yeah, you could do all that. It's good stuff. Yeah, I suppose I would. If you have a minute, check out IMDb because you can add it to your watch list. Like right underneath the title, you can hit the little plus button. So then you can like, all right, I'm going to throw this movie on my watch list so you don't forget about it. But no, anyways, uh, I got that in my kind of my notes. I'll check that out for sure. Number 12 for me is probably out of all the movies I have on my list, it's the most 
fringe horror, I guess is the term I like to use, uh, movie on my list. So yeah, you, you can go both ways on it. Uh, I believe that it is free on, I think it was like IMDB or something. It was one of those, of course, we just got done talking to IMDB, so that's in my head, but you can watch <laughs> this for free on one of those, those sites. It's called Harpoon, uh, 7.75. This movie is one of those, it, it, it's, if you talk about themes, I got a couple movies on my list that are similar to this where you're in like a one location. There is only three cast members in this whole movie. Uh, oh. And sometimes when I look at, you know, doing some research and whatnot, and you find out that it's a really small location, only three people on it. Like, ah, you know, how could, good can it be? This one keeps you hooked. I would say in the first, you know, <laughs> Pun intended. Pun intended. Yeah. yeah. I would say in the first 10 minutes, you're like, what the fuck am I watching? And you're watching this and the characters, I will say that who you think is a good character and who you think is a bad character, you're going to flip flop on that multiple times throughout the movie. And even though they're all on a one set piece, I guess I don't want to give anything. Have you seen this one, Tibu? No. So even though you're on a one set design set piece and it's just three characters, uh, the movie, I want to say is like 80, 85 minutes. It goes by really fast. And it's one of those where the ending is, is uh, it's, it's, it takes you in a different spot than where you're expecting to go. So check it out. Harpoon 7.75. It is free streaming. That's nice. number 12. What do you I'm got for number 11? Yeah. Uh, for number 11, man, I've got bliss. Oh, nice. I'm yep. blissful about this movie, too. Mm -hmm. Okay, the aesthetic you were talking about, to me, the film was shot on a 16 millimeter. Yep. So that's why it's grungy and shit. And I love that. I, yes. I love yep. a throwback look in a, in, yep. a, in a modern horror film. And look, blood is the drug in this movie. Oh, yeah. It, it is brutal. He's right. It's like, <laughs> it's like Requiem for a Dream, Darren Aronofsky motherfucking man yeah um but it's oh my god what a journey like and what a psychedelic what a what a yep. trippy fuck. like the it's scenes where she's going to the parties and driving her car back yeah it is it is psychedelic that's like the one word that i can use to you know explain those parts yeah dude it's it uh you you gave a description right it's about a painter who she's she's got like a no i didn't uh, yeah so the movie is about this 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 uh this chick. She's a painter, and she's got like a, a artistic block. Like she can't get past something that's I don't know holding her up. That she can't get her work out, and she's got a commission to do. And uh, well, she delves into the underground and finds a drug. And I already spoiled that, so you know, take from that what you will. Yeah, that's that's not too much of a spoiler, but no, but just to say, if people go in blind, you know, you yeah. already heard it. If you want to hear it again, rewind the show. I'm not going to say it again. But this movie is amazing. I, I gave it an 8.5. Nice. Yeah, it, it, yeah. like I said, I, I hate talking about movies because, as you know, I'm, I'm one of those where the less you know, the better off you are. Like, Find people that you align with in your podcasting or horror reviews and just go off of their recommendations. So, Yep. Uh, number 11 for me is a movie that I saw on Shudder. It is free on Shudder. Uh, if you've had Shudder, if you have Shudder, you probably have seen it. The biggest 
issue I have with this movie is that I watched it like three or four months ago. This is a movie that needs to be watched by Halloween, uh, around Halloween time. I don't do a lot of rewatches as I, as uh, we talked about earlier. However, when it comes to, you know, Halloween and those certain, like, for example, we, we did a show on this. I think we did like a discussion topic or maybe it was a, yeah, something like that. We talked about times of year. So I get really itchy for Halloween stuff, obviously around Halloween time, but also in the dead of winter. This is a movie that I will be watching uh, this October for sure. Um, a creepy ass haunted house and you've got clowns, you've got creepy makeup. Um, I will say I went into this movie. It's called haunt. I gave it a 7.5. I went into this not knowing anything about it. So this isn't a spoiler alert to most, but for me, I would have been pissed knowing, uh, I, I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Um, well, I will check it out because it's, yeah, it, it's basically a haunted house attraction. You get some douchey college age kids that go into it. Um, since we're already in July, dude, just put this on your watch list for October and you'll okay. thank me later. So all you need to know is it's a bunch of douchey college kids. Uh, they are trying to figure out something to do on Halloween they go to what they call what's called an extreme haunted house. So you're not sure if it's real, if it's not real, if it's fake, if some of it's fake, if there's one killer in there, if they're all getting killed, if one of them's got captured, if they're all getting captured, it kind of leaves you guessing what the fuck is going on. So anyways, haunt 7.5. That is my number 11 movie moving into our top 10 TV. Yes. What do you got for your number 10, buddy? Okay. Again, the retro aesthetic. It's going to play heavy in this next film. And for my number 10, I've got a knife in the heart. That's the uh, French translation, but the, uh, you can find it online uh, as knife plus heart or knife. Oh, and okay. Heart. Yep. Sometimes the plus is an and depending on okay. how people say it. Yep. Uh, this is a French movie and the, the act, the, the two main actresses in this film blew me away especially the blonde. Um, I, I recently saw this, so it's, it, I, it made my top 10 just at the, like the last second, but I couldn't deny it. The killer in this movie is memorable for his image alone and why he's killing people. Have you seen this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yep. Okay. It's, it's a subtitled and yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, all French and shit. They're French yep. as fuck. And, the the movie is about a uh, uh, a filmmaker. She she makes a uh, gay pornography, and her her girlfriend is the editor of her of the movies that they make. And there's a killer stalking around. It's sort of like a giallo, in a way. Like it's it turns into a whodunit. Mm-hmm. And the way that the director chose to shot the film, I don't have the director's name on hand uh, with my notes, but the way they chose to shot the film is very much in the style of a seventies giallo or or late 70s slasher movie the score is is also appropriate for like if you'd watch the movie and maybe you'll agree with me you could almost confuse it for a movie that was made back then oh absolutely yeah they did a great job of that for sure i love the movie man like i I came away like it's emotional there's some scenes that kind of like again like i said earlier about another film sort of broke my heart 
mm-hmm. uh, especially because I, I was I, I was really high on a certain character, and she does something that I was like, "Damn, why'd you do that?" But anyone who's looking for a modern giallo, okay, with just again great performances, y'all y'all need to check out Knife Plus Heart or the French translation. A knife in the heart. I don't know why they didn't just keep that title. I like that title a lot. A knife in the heart. Yeah, yeah. I guess that would have made a lot more sense for sure. So, but uh, okay. Oh, so I, I, again, eight point oh. five. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay, a lot of eight point five is pretty solid. I I, 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 I got I got two more. I got two more eight point fives. There you go. Okay, so moving in the top ten. Um, for me, you know, the worst part about doing these lists is it doesn't matter if you do them in July or if you're fucking doing them in like December, trying to smash through a bunch of them to finish up before you do your list. There's Uh always those movies you watch at the very end and you're like, God, is this just movie? Just, you know, like you were talking about when you rate your movies, the effect of it, uh, staying Mm -hmm. with the impact, man. Well, the there's impacts. impact too. Yep, the impact. You're like, is it, is it, is it that, or was it that good? And that's what tore me with this one here. So number, I'm just going to get into number ten for me is Lords of Chaos. Coming oh, in, yeah. Have you seen it? Yes. Coming in at an eight, it was one of those where I did part of the the mystique. I think is that I didn't know it was based on a true story, so I watched yes. the whole movie. And then, like, I find myself for, like, two or three days afterwards Googling shit, watching interviews and YouTube videos. So, originally, (laughs) I had this scored around a 7, or it was a 7. And I came up to an 8 because I'm like, dude, I just can't keep fucking – I can't stop Googling and and researching shit about this movie. The lore built it up. Exactly, exactly. So I'm like, God, like now I want to go back and watch it again, knowing that there's certain things that are true. This is also, I kind of lied in saying that Harpoon is fringe. This one's kind of fringe, but I would say that I think more people would consider this one horror just because of how dark it is. Uh, Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a couple scenes that are pretty fucking brutal, but just the tone and the theme of this. I feel that the tone and the theme alone make this more horror than Harpoon, for example. And that's leaving aside the two scenes that you pro- you you've seen this, so you know what I'm talking about, the two scenes or whatever that are in Well, there. okay, look, I don't want to – yes, I've seen this movie. Um, I knew about this before I saw the movie. Uh, I know the, okay. all this. I know okay. about Var- Varg Vickerness. I know about – Aston Oyston Euronymous. I know about the history of black metal. Um, part of my show, the nightclub is also, uh, exploring extreme metal like death yep. and black metal. Uh, whenever I have Ricky on, uh, one of my co-hosts, cause he's the guy that Ricky got me Prejean, right? Ricky Prejean. Yes, Prejean, sir. That's boy, yep. boy, ka boy. Uh, free shout out, free shout out. What's up, Ricky? Yeah, man. I'm going <laughs> to, Ricky's going to love that he got me into metal like for real and uh years ago in high school and i slowly evolved in my metal taste and um i knew this story going into this film so i'm gonna stop talking about this film for right now oh oh i see what you did there but yeah no i i i loved it man i it was one of those where i watched it i want to say i think i 
so the this last, I, th I saw it like two weeks ago and my work schedule got all mixed up. So I was coming home really early for work. So I watched like, I want to say half of it before I picked the kids up and then I finished the half like late at night afterwards. So it was like the last week I'm like finding myself Googling and YouTubing shit. And I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Like, just like you said, you're <laughs> alone. I'm like, this is yeah. fucking sweet. And there's a book now that I am, my wife and I have this thing where uh, we have a shared Google Docs. You know, I mean, when you're fucking married, it's like stupid for doing gift exchange. Like, here, what, what am I going to buy you here? You know, take cash <laughs> and whatever. So we started this thing where we do like a shared Google Docs. And one is, you know, gift ideas for my wife and gift ideas for me. And uh, I put that book on mine. I'm like, I only read a couple books a year. And I think I'm going to have to read this one because it's just I mean, the whole movie was based off this book. So, but anyways, no, it's a great movie. It's, it's, it's long. It's fucking way long. I want to say that movie's like over two hours, but it doesn't seem like it's two hours. Uh, Rory Culkin yes. is great in it. <clears throat> and my Shyamalan signs. He was in, oh yeah, that's right. He was a little boy. Holy shit. Yeah, boy. Man, I feel yep. old. I was, I was in college yeah, when I watched yeah, bud. <laughs> here, here, bro. no yeah, check it bro. out it, it's awesome it's free on uh hulu so yeah lords of chaos mm -hmm. eight uh number what are we uh number nine for number, you yes okay you are my buddy oh child's play uh-huh coming in at number nine i have the remake the reboot reboot not remake reboot of child's play um i know that this is a divisive film in the horror community <laughs> I am a hardcore Chucky fan. Uh, Chucky was one of the first uh, horror icons that really scared the fuck out of me when I was a kid. And I've loved the, the franchise up until today. I love the recent films. And whenever I heard that they were going to reboot it, I'm like, okay, is Don Mancini involved? He was offered to be involved. He declined. Oh, shit. Where is this going to go? Mm, they got Mark Hamill to do the voice? Okay, I'm in. So I go to the theater. People don't this realize movie, how talented Mark Hamill is for his voice acting. If they listen to my show, they do. Episode 5, Rick Disgrin. Go check it out. Mark Hamill is a great voice actor, man. Um, mm -hmm. this, this movie is fun. From the opening scene, this is no spoiler. This is the opening scene. This In, in an uh, Asian country. Uh, I'm not sure which one. I think so it's I don't Taiwan. Okay, in Taiwan. Uh, Boss Tuna says, therefore it is. Taiwan, these Taiwanese fact <laughs> Anyways, these Taiwanese factory workers are building uh, buddies, which are like good guy dolls from the original franchise. And uh, he's getting yelled at by his boss and getting degraded and shit, treated lower than dirt. So he's like, "Oh yeah, you know what? Fuck this AI. I'm gonna make it all crazy." And he turns off all these uh, protocols that just make the AI. It, it's it's just gonna go wrong. And then he then he jumps off the roof and kills himself crashing into a car that's the opening of this movie from that moment i knew oh okay this is going to be a dark comedy Look, like let's go show me something and it did dude i had fun the kill scenes in this movie are brutal as fuck mm -hmm. from the lawnmower scene you know what mm -hmm. i'm talking about oh yeah to the fucking end where the guy that's in the big buddy doll gets mutilated left and right uh, in the department store I, I I had a blast with this movie. I I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Eight point so, five out of ten. 
So it's, it's funny that I was hoping you brought this up because long story short for you listeners, uh, I had a crazy day today. So we were about what, two hours late yeah. from when we were supposed to record. So <laughs> I'm trying to like finalize my list. And there was one point where you saw me like fucking pretty much put my hands in my face like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so this was originally a spoiler alert it's not in my list it was originally in my list but then looking at the other ones i'm like i was going to talk about it regardless whether it was in my honorable mentions or whatever uh, but i figured i was hoping that you would have it in there um, it's not in my top 10 list or top 15 list but yeah it was awesome i loved the fact we're, we're going to get into spoilers here for a second. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, just hit that 30 second button real quick. I love the fact where they made it not demonic and they made it like a chip malfunction. He could hook up to all the shit in your house. Yes. And, fucking kill you and it's it. perfect. It's, it's absolutely perfect. If you think about the times we're in like that, that could have been a more perfect transition. It made it realistic, but yeah, like you said, it was fucking brutal. And you know, I mean, he's, it, it reminded me of like Arnold. He's like, <laughs> My CPU is a neural networking processor, a learning <laughs> computer. <laughs> he fucking learns all the shit you have. You know, I don't drink milk. I drink beer. Milk is for babies. <laughs> I fuck, dude. I fucking love it, man. This movie was great. It was, it was really good. I love the fact that he learned how to kill by watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre yes, Part Two. Yes, that that's such a shitty fucking series. But yeah, no, that was. I'm just Whoa! Kidding. I'm just kidding. But for real. No, but you know, I, I knew you'd I knew you'd love that dig, and I almost said something last night when we were chatting, but I was like, I'll save it, I'll save it. But no, I'm really glad that this was on your list, and I completely agree. Like, it pisses me off when people are so fucking wound up in their own. It's, know, it's they're, like they're oh, just, this isn't what I expected. Exactly, it's they not the just original shit of the movie, because it's not what they are expecting or what they're wanting. So, but no, it's a great I, dark comedy. Yeah. Love it, love it. Uh, moving into shit, what are we? Number nine. Yeah, you're uh, up number nine. Number nine for me is I, I. I was surprised at how many theater movies were on my list compared to last year. I will say overall, as a year, I think 2019 was a little bit down from 2018, but they had some pretty solid, you know, big produced theater releases. Um, and one of my favorites was of the, that genre, or not genre, but of that, that type was, uh, it chapter two gave oh, yeah. that one an 8.5. The first one on my list to, uh, reach over an eight. I mean, what, what I mean, what, at this point, what do I say about it? Chapter two that hasn't been said already. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably listen to other ones as well that have just beat this to death. It was really good. I loved, um, how this was a sequel, but it was a complete, almost fresh take because you had all new actors in there. I heard some people hating on this movie because they thought the actors didn't match the kids. Uh, I'm not going to name it, but one, one podcast just ripped on it and said that the actor of Ben didn't look anything like the original Ben. And I'm like, dude, he was like the one I thought was spot on. I'm like, dude, if you fucking grow that chubby bitch up, that's what he's going to look like. So (laughs) I thought the casting was phenomenal. Again, James McAvoy, we're talking about him again. Um, You know, he he was great. I I loved it. I loved how uh, Stan, or I mean, not to do spoilers, but how his story started and ended kind of thing. Uh, 
I guess, the, again, the only thing I had, maybe that's a theme with the 2018, or sorry, 2019 movies is the endings fucking sucked. I hated the ending of this one, but whatever, that's, that's a, a different show. But overall, it was very good. It was very entertaining. I mean, you know, when you pump hundreds of millions of dollars into a movie, you better expect to get something like this. So mm. uh, it chapter two was, was very good. Um, I loved it. it. Makes me want to go and read the books. Uh, check it out. 8.5. Mm-hmm. Uh, one note on the budget, 65 million. No shit. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it doubled the budget of the first one. The first one was yeah, like I 30. knew the first I knew the first one was a little bit lower. I figured it would be quite a bit higher because they got big name actors like fucking McAvoy and uh Nope. Sixty five mil, man. No shit. They probably had some good uh contracts for that film. Yeah. The production values were phenomenal in this movie. So even if it wasn't, you know, how I inflated the budget to be, they they made it look like it was a fucking, you know, some kind of Avenger superhero Marvel movie. Um so very, very pleased with that. Except, I mean, caveat to the the ending. The ending fucking sucked. I hated that whole CG bullshit. But anyways, I, I love how you're talking about that film, though. Um, we'll we'll touch on that again later. Coming in at uh, number eight, I have the Nightingale. Okay. Now we talked about this. Uh, yeah, last night a little bit. Yep. This film I just saw uh, about I don't know five days ago or something uh so late to the party but it does come in at number eight for sheer enjoyment and impact i can't say anything about it other than it's a period piece it takes place in uh, australia um there is a uh, irish prisoner and uh she and her husband are subject to military police and her child and her and and her baby um her infant child I can't, I can't, I cannot say anymore. I really can't. Yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, it basically follows this family and the wife. Um, yeah, it's, it's, they're Irish prisoners. I don't know how they got down there, but yeah, because I was a little bit confused. Well, because the, the history of Australia is it's a, the British it's colonized. Uh, yeah, and yep. then they, they sent all their prisoners. Not everybody there was a prisoner, but they sent a lot of prisoners to that. Uh, continent to serve out terms to work to do xyz and they enslaved and killed aborigines uh the the natives of australia and that plays a part in the story a big big part um mm -hmm. this movie is horror adjacent i think uh a, a mata negra is also horror adjacent um so like i said i'd have a few horror adjacent films on my list but i think this movie is brutal enough to be considered a horror film and I think the story is very meaningful. Uh, I, I, I felt a lot of emotions watching this movie at different times, from humor to disgust to hatred to relief. So The Nightingale, uh, I think you can watch it on Shudder. Uh, no, 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 uh, Hulu, Hulu. Hulu, yes, Hulu. Yep. Okay, so I have to and ask I, you. And, and I'm sorry, that's, that's my last, uh, last 8.5 out of 10. Oh, snap. Okay. So I had to make like three adjustments to my list and I'm trying to look, I know what my next movie is, but I don't know what number it's at. So what number should I be at? Oh, you should be at number well, eight. You're at number eight. Okay. So number eight for me is 
uh, a movie that I recently saw. Shout out to our friends at the Watsy Horror Party had recently mm-hmm. covered this. One of the things uh, with me is that I will not listen to a podcast if they talk about a movie I haven't seen, whether it's spoiler-filled or not spoiler-filled, in my opinion. If you talk about a movie in a podcast uh, at length, you're going to spoil it in one way or the other. Uh, That's just my opinion. So finally got around to watching this, and I'm really glad I did. Um, I still haven't checked out the podcast from uh, Watson and Dave Z on the Watsy Horror Party, but I'll be checking it out. Uh, so my number, whatever Tibu said, <laughs> I forgot already. <laughs> number number eight. Number eight for me is Daniel Isn't Real. Uh, I had no idea what I was getting into. The highlight for me was the interaction between, um, and I thought it was just ironic that the two main actors come from like acting royalty. So you got Schwarzenegger. Uh, mm-hmm. obviously his dad is Arnold and then you got Miles Robbins who's Susan Sarandon and Tim Robbins kid both mm-hmm. of them were phenomenal uh, the acting was awesome in each of them the story the plot the uh, if I dare say family history with one of them and then how they tied everything together into the final 10-15 minutes of the movie I think was wrapped up beautifully this is one of those where I thought the ending was more powerful than a good chunk of the movie so kind of flip-flopped on the theme of the last few movies we had talked about but I thought this was just excellent I loved it very very interesting and, and I honestly I think it's, it's, it's a little bit different too it, it's the uniqueness of this really separates it from a lot of movies not only on my list, but from the year in general. So, um, I, I, I mean, there is a term I want to mention here that I'm not because that's just, you know, I think that might be giving too much away as far as the spoilers. So yeah, Daniel isn't real. Check it out. Uh, I gave that one and I didn't write the rating down on that. I think that one was an 8.25. Yeah. Daniel isn't real. Uh, you recommended it to me, but I had seen it prior. Okay. Um, and I didn't mention it to you because I was going to save it for, I figured if you recommended it to me, you know? Right. Yeah. It's great. Um, I won't go into anything either because too much will give too much away. Right. But, uh, Luke and Daniel, the two main leads in the film. Yep. Uh, they have great chemistry on screen together. The two actors, like he mentioned, uh, Robbins and Schwarzenegger, uh, probably saying that wrong. I never say it right. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. No. That's my exaggerated Arnold. Uh, yeah, Daniel isn't real is, is, is awesome. Um, and it's on Shudder, right? I think it is. Yeah, it's on Shudder or Hulu for sure. I think I, I think I saw it on Shudder. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it might be. It might okay. Be on Shutter. Well, number seven, and as promised, my first nine out of ten, another sophomore effort mentioned here tonight i know what you're gonna say what am i gonna say boss tuna the lighthouse no oh midsummer midsummer as dave z says dave z pronounces it i like how he says it i'm gonna say it like him although (laughs) i don't have his his awesome voice dave z's got a great podcasting (laughs) voice man well you see what you gotta do is you gotta you midsummer (laughs) <laughs> that's a terrible did, did, impression of Dave Z 
Dave Z rewatch. He gets so excited. Yeah, the Dave Z rewatch. Well, he no, does, what I gotta do is you gotta watch it again. No, anyways, he, he he gets passionate, man. No, okay. I love the second Dave film. Z. The second film by Ari Aster. Uh, Ari, 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 Ari. Aster. Uh, I love his first movie more. I'm not gonna lie. I think I actually had it higher on my yep. top 35. But uh, I agree. You, I, things have to be reevaluated over time. Again, longevity. I've seen Hereditary four or five times, and I've seen Midsommar three times. I've seen um, Hereditary. To give you an idea, I never do rewatches. I've seen Hereditary three times. Fuck yeah. Because mm-hmm. that movie's fucking amazing. Yep. Midsommar is also amazing. Um, this film takes place in. Well, first in America, but then it, it transitions over into uh, Norway, right? Or Sweden? Uh, you, you, I was going to say Sweden, but it might be Norway. It's Scandinavia, okay? Yeah. We go to we go to Scandinavia. Yeah, yeah. We go, we go over there. Maybe it's Holland. I don't know. That ain't uh, Holland. No, it ain't Holland. So some horrific shit starts this film off, and then our, our main characters all go on a trip. <sighs> that to- opening – of this movie was probably the best opening scene in a horror movie I've seen in years, fucking years. It's brilliant. It was it's brilliant. And I'm talking opening scene, not like, you know, 10, 15 minutes in. I'm talking the first five minutes of a movie. Dude, brilliant. The, 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 <laughs> that's, that's why I say like, I got to give it a nine out of 10. It, 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 the imagery the, the I'm going to say, I'm not going to spoil, but I'm going to say, the last few minutes of the film, the, the images that are on yeah. screen in the frame that are being captured are so beautiful mm-hmm. and haunting and sorrowful and joyful all at the same time based on what happens in this movie. Yeah, well, damn, I, I hate not being able to like fully open up and talk yeah, about it, but at the same the, time, yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to spoil for, for anyone who has not seen Ari Aster's Midsommar, 9 out of 10, Love it. Check it out. It, it, the imagery, man, and it's buried all, all over the film. Uh, so many symbols, so many I will say, things. like, the cinematography and the – maybe uh, the imagery, but the clarity, like the color palette and everything was so perfect yes, in this. It is. Yeah. A lot of people wear white, but they have these intricate little stitchings in their, yep. in their garments and – uh, the rock and it and makes the me blood. want to punch myself in the fucking balls for talking about color palette imagery and whatnot on the Joe Blow Horror Show. But I mean, this is a pretty genius effort. So I mean, <laughs> yes. really, <laughs> I mean, in the balls. I mean, I feel like I need to drink my beer and point my pinky fucking straight up when I drink it, talking about this bullshit. But I'm, no, it's I'm true. Point- it, it's 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 impressive. It's impressive. I'm point. I'm pointing my yes, my pinky straight up. I'm sipping my rye. Yep. Mm. So no, awesome. Nine out of ten. Midsummer was your number seven. Seven. Yes, sir. And now it's your number seven. My number seven is a movie you can find on Netflix. Um, I remember reading like a little quick snippet about this before I realized what I was reading, and I stopped. It's like, man, it doesn't really sound too good. I'm like, yeah. So I held off on it for a while. Watched it. The direction this went and the swerve you get at the end. My favorite movies are the ones where you're 
either two of them is, is number one is it's very ambiguous and you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Or number two is, is like, I really don't know where this is going or where this went. The swerves. So the perfection, Whoa. my number seven at an 8.25 blew my mind. I fucking loved it. I loved the performances. I loved the direction. It was, it was, it was really, it was awesome. It was, it was just awesome. I, I, I did really enjoy that movie overall. Um, have you seen it? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, Oh, I agree. It's almost like a, like a revenge story, if you will. I mean, I'm yes. trying not to give anything away, but I mean, for, for a minute there, I was watching this and I'm like, I have no idea where this is going. Like for, for a second there, I thought this was going like, I mean, I don't even want to tell you where I think it was going because I want to give it away. But like, I no, was like, you, is this, you're, yeah. You're not giving anything away because if you, even if you say it's a revenge film, if you start the movie, you still, you're not going to know where they're going with the plot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And just, so, just like, yeah, the directions it takes and, oh man, it was, it was so good. It was done there, so well. Yeah. Isn't there like at least two gross out scenes in that film that are just like. Oh Yeah. Yeah. But, at least two, yeah. And, and and there's yeah there's there's scenes where you're looking at it, you're like, oh my god, like I'm cringing, like you're just like, oh god, like you know, you're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Yeah, very very good movie. These are the these are the movies that are the most fun to watch, in my opinion, because you're like, I know where this is going, and then it doesn't. You're like, holy fuck, now I got to reevaluate everything. And it's really <laughs> funny. A whole side story, or no, go ahead. I'll tell oh. you my side story after you go. I was going to say, can, can we say it's about a violinist or a celloist? Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. a cellist, yeah. Yeah, a cellist. I said celloist. Yes, you did. But you're Pianist. from the South. It's okay. <laughs> oh, we're going to start ripping on the Southerner. Yes. No, uh, what's your side story? No, so uh, I think yesterday I watched uh, – I'm a huge Impractical Jokers fan. Fucking mm – -hmm one of the best shows oh, on TV. Oh, oh, tangent within a tangent. Yep. So Q is part of my favorite podcast of all time. I've met Q by the way. Oh, no um, shit. Yeah. I have a picture you can on my Facebook of me. So my favorite podcast of all time is tell him Steve, Dave, Kevin Smith is one of my heroes and yep. he, oh, yeah. he married, he married me and my wife. And, uh, that's a whole thing, but his friends, Walt, Bry. And Q have their own podcast before Impractical Jokers, before Comic Book Men, which Walt and Bry are on mm -hmm. um, their TV shows. They had their own podcast. So tell them, Steve, Dave, Q, I love Q. That's all I want no to say. No shit. I love Q, yeah. too. He's one of my favorite on the show. Yes. Yeah. No, oh, that's fucking sweet. So I don't watch a lot of TV. Like I, I'll record shows that I can watch while I'm doing things. So example, for example, like I have fishing shows I watch while like I'm drinking coffee in the morning, getting my shit ready. I have mm -hmm. um, shows I will watch while I'm eating like Practical Jokers and some Food Network stuff. Anyways, I was watching a Food Network show, or I'm sorry, a uh, Practical Joker show. And they had Jeff Daniels on and they were asking about how he chooses his roles. And he said the number one thing that will have me choose a role is as I'm reading the script. I, I like coming across like what's going to be a plot point. And he's like, I'm thinking it's going to go one way. And 
it goes another way. And that's what I think makes a good movie is the exact same thing. Like, yeah, you're, you're, you're kind of aiding and guiding your viewers to one thing and they're all making their assumptions and this is where it's going. And then you just fucking, you know, take a telephone pole to their head and be like, Nope, we're going over here. So that's what I got with the perfection. So I loved it. Damn dude. That's an awesome way to sum that up. Fucking a boss tuna. I try. I try bring in the fucking goods. Okay. At number six for me, we're going to revisit it. I've got Lords of chaos. Fucking love it. Like I said, I should have known. I did. Honestly, I didn't even think of you when I watched this, even though I know that you guys talk about and cover heavy metal on your, your, your show. But yeah, I didn't even think of it, but that makes me real happy. Dude. I, okay. So I've been waiting for this movie for a long time. I didn't even know it was, it came out. I had no idea that it was available at all. Uh, originally I think, uh, someone like Wes Craven, no, not Wes Craven, RIP. Um, Somebody in the horror realm was attached to the film, and then they dropped out, and, and I stopped following. Well, you know who directed this, right? Uh, Jonas, no. Jonas Ackerland. So he is super famous because he is like an ultra music video producer and director. So like one of my favorite bands of all time is Romstein. He's done some of their stuff. But he's also Yo, done <laughs> – but he's also done some uh, recent movies as well, too. So he's super talented. Uh, and I think this is right up his alley because I think he's like fucking Swedish or Norwegian anyways. I'm like, this is fucking perfect. So, yeah, I think he knocked it out of the park. Well, yeah, this story is based on the, the, the origin of uh, black metal, which yep. is the, the most extreme form of metal, potentially. I mean, it depends on your taste. But yep. – uh, it it originated in Norway, and and this this story follows the uh, Black Circle, um, this group of Norwegian musicians that they wanted to be extreme, and they went to the extreme, and and it goes into some like like Bostuna said, some really fucked up scenes, some dark places. One scene in particular, I was watching it, and I knew what was going to happen because I know a certain album cover based on pictures that were taken. Yes. Yep. So so. I knew what was coming with a character called Death. Yep. Oh, by the way, him burying his clothes in the ground—that's real. I could I could go through the whole film and tell you what's real. No shit. And what's, and so what's not. side tangent too. Um, so even though I said I didn't know this was true, like as I was watching the movie, I did put that together. So the scene that you're talking about, like that clicked, and I was like, as soon as he was taking pictures, I was like, yes, I know where this is going. Also with the church burning, I was like, yep, I know this is true. I know where that's going as well. So as I was yeah. watching the movie, I kind of put two and two together. But going into it, I didn't know what it was about. Yeah. The the church burnings were notorious. That was big news in the early yeah. 90s. Oh, yeah. Um, that was big news everywhere. So, so uh, okay, spoilers. 30-second button. 30-second button. Death, death kills himself. And in that scene... If you're watching it, there's no jump cut, but he's moving with the shotgun and then blows his own head off. There's, there's no jump cut. It's simultaneous. Did you catch that? One, one big scene of him cutting and going over to the phone and then going over to the bed. Yeah, I did notice that. But when he shot himself, the camera did not cut. It was him moving the gun into position. He, he, he did something and then it came back. He's still moving and then he shot himself and the effect happened, which was, amazing yes yeah but 
dude, that I was like, Oh God, I've heard the story. Uh, hopefully if we can stop with the spoilers, but if people need to go check out last podcast on the left, covering this story, the Norwegian, uh, black metal scene, because they do a great fucking job. Yeah. That's yeah. Great podcast. Yeah. They, they, they are, they're one of the best. Um, I give this movie a nine out of 10. Um, I love it. The, the performances are amazing. I, I won't go into Varg Vickerness and all his shit right now, uh, but Lords of Chaos. God damn, that movie's so good. Yep. Agree. It was a great flick for sure. Uh, we're at my number six. So we're cusping, if that's a word, <laughs> the top it five. Is. I held off on this movie for the longest time because I just thought the main idea, story, plot sounded stupid. I'm like, there's no way, you know, Tibu and I were chatting before. We're like, you know, rednecks and whatnot. And we're like, this would never happen. This is sensationalized and, 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 you know, just, I just don't think it's going to appeal to me. I was flipping through part of what happened was, and I was telling Tibu this is I found out my PlayStation four, I can get all of these apps on my, my fire stick is like old as shit and it's super slow. So a lot of the times I just put off watching movies because I don't want to wait 10 minutes to get it booted up and then have to restart it five times. And a half hour goes by and I'm finally able to watch a movie. Well, lo and behold, boom, PlayStation instantaneous. So finally I get to this movie and I'm like, whatever, I'll give it a, you know, give it a shot. Starts out, the aesthetic is phenomenal. You really do feel like you're tuning into like your great grandma's TV back in like 1980, 1970. Grainy, even the, the, uh, the way it was shot with the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the size of it. What? Knife plus heart is such a fucking good movie. Yes. That it absolutely blew my mind. Yes, bitch. And I I just cannot get over how the the only problem I have again is the ending. I thought the ending was I guess I the idea and I'm not going to get into spoilers, but the idea of the ending pissed me off. Um no, no not the idea. I will I will say like the character of the ending and his reasons i'm fine with but the way that it was done i thought was just fucking dumb and cheap and the easy way out but no overall i thought the movie was phenomenal dude i'm so happy that you have it like so high up on your list like yeah dude i I, I was over the moon of this movie i almost texted you after i watched it and i'm like nope i'm gonna fucking save it because i knew after i watched it that this was gonna be in my top 15 this movie you're right. The aesthetic is amazing. Like, yeah. and, and, and you agreed earlier, you were like, yeah, this is totally like a 1970s style film, the way it's shot, the way, the way it plays out. Like, I'm sad that you don't like the, the wrap up, but. Did uh, you actually like how it ended though, with the very final scene? Yeah. With yeah, the killer. Was, oh man. Yeah. I was, I was okay with it. Yeah. I don't know. I was, I was like, that's just too convenient. It's too easy. Like, I mean, the idea of it completely makes sense, and I'm totally fine with it, but just the convenience of it and how it happened, I was like, fuck that. Got to me a little bit, but no, that that movie, man, just, it's it's free on Shutter. Check it out. You have to read subtitles, but worth it. Isn't the the killer, like, 
the way he looks and everything, like in your in in your opinion, potentially like I'm not gonna say iconic because that's that's a stretch, but very memorable. Yeah, and it, and the reason that he dresses and looks the way he was makes perfect sense too, and I thought that was phenomenal. Also, the way that I don't know about you, but um, I, I don't even want to get into spoilers and whatnot, but. I thought that it was going to be a character that we both knew. So I was like hoping, you know, it was going to be like, oh, that's who did it kind of thing. But obviously, you know, we find out later. Um, but no, I, 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 I had no problems with the movie whatsoever, except, you know, the ending. That's the only issue I had. So it's a fucking great movie. And you gave it a what? Awesome. 8.25. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, well, number five from me. Top five, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. This movie, again, <clears throat> talking about that aesthetic, the grainy, the, the, the old school, the retro, what would look like something from the late 70s, early 80s. I've got a film at number five called Lose. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, this is on Shudder. Um, yes, it this, is. This movie is a student film that got expanded into a feature length film. So that and in itself it's, is beyond impressive. Yes. And I think it's German, if I'm not mistaken, German. but there's a, but there's a few different languages spoken within the film. Um, uh, I think, isn't French actually one of them? I think French is one of them. Yeah. Like uh, the prostitute or whatever is French or something uh, like I, that. In the movie, you follow a cab driver who goes into a police station, and uh, she's there for a certain reason. Damn, I hate not being able to spoil. This movie is – okay, it's a possession film done in such a way that – oh, there's one scene. Okay, mm -hmm. here we go. Spoiler alert again. Hit that button. Hit the button. When, when, when the demon-possessed uh, – interrogator says the cop. I, yeah yeah he says i've been around how does he say that he's like i know that i know that language i've been around since before that language or something like that he says something like that that's so haunting to me like it's a, it's a thing older than than you can comprehend and it's now here in front of you then yeah. he shoves a pin a pin up his nose and it makes me want to gag yeah yeah so you've seen this movie? Oh yeah, yeah, it's a great movie. Oh shit. Okay. Well, I've got it at number five at a nine point five out of ten. I I didn't think this a would nine point five. Holy shit. I I'm I'm close to to saying this is perfect because for what it is, um, it's a very short film. It's shorter than uh, I think it's yeah, like it's an like hour seventy eight minutes or something. Seventy five yeah, it... minutes. It's very short, um, yeah. but I th but I think it 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 does what it needs to do, and the score. Oh my god! Yeah, I the, agree. The, the score, the score, and the aesthetics. The score and the aesthetics are what remind me of this movie for sure. The bar scene. Oh man, yeah, you're right. The score and the aesthetics are definitely the high point, but I think all the performances are spot on. They are. I think the the direction is spot on. The screenplay is tight. I don't have. And then, a just to... for being a student film, like you really have to tip your hat and be like, you know what? I mean, it's 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 it, it might be the greatest performance uh, feat direction of 2019 when you think about it. 
yes. All in all, all in all, yeah. As far as a hidden gem that comes out of like, oh shit, this is amateur as fuck, but it's amazing. I mean, yeah, this is something that you'd think would be like, you know, Iowa State University Film Club would make, but it just got to like global, you know, phenom. It was, it was, it was. I mean, I don't. How many other movies are there that you know of that have reached this height of being a student film project? I mean, fuck, dude. Like when I was in high school, I made a student film. It was nowhere near this. So I never told you about that, did I? No. Side story. We did a full house murder mystery, but we'll carry that on in a different episode oh shit i gotta yeah. know about this yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but no i i completely agree with you I, I this was a really good movie i should take a not to do a spoiler but i should take a picture of my list and show you where i had to cross it out to put something else on so oh shit yep anyways no, anything no. else you want to say about lose see it it's on shutter yeah. get shutter if Check you're on out. shutter fuck off no, don't fuck off, but get shutter. <laughs> Busting nuts into Bastuna's top five at number <laughs> five is going to be, it almost made me mad how many theater release movies I have in my top 15. But I don't know if anyone's going to really disagree with me on this one. This movie was, was, pretty damn fun and i'm really glad i I went to see it in the theater because it really stuck with me and that's ready or not i gave that an 8.5 the movie was one of those that you would expect out of a production company like that where you had great actors you had great an excellent excellent set uh the production values were high the story was great the biggest thing for me with this was the payoff and it was the ending. Um, <laughs> as I've talked about multiple times throughout this episode, the endings have been so hit and miss in 2019. This one was definitely a hit ready or not 8.5. It was awesome. Samara weaving, uh, the comedy aspects and as Chris Evans, like, I mean, come on, like you would not expect him to, you know, do what he did, but, I loved it. It was it was one of my one of my favorite theater experiences of 2019. I didn't get to see it in the theater, but I did see it, and uh, I agree. It's a hell of a lot of fucking fun. The plot is awesome. The ending is awesome. The performances are funny, and also there are some terrifying moments. Yeah. Um, they got some brutal scenes. Yeah, ready or not, man. I'm gonna go as far as say. I gave this 8.5. If the ending would have been anything less, it probably would have been a 7.5 for me and barely making my list. I thought it was awesome as well. So fucking ready or not. God damn. What are we at? Uh, Number four. We were at your number four and I'm so jealous that you're just nipping on that fucking Templeton and I do not have a bottle in front of me. So I'm a little bit jealous right now. Dude, thank you so fucking much for this. <laughs> I'm keeping in the spirit, pun intended. Spirit, of, yep. Of the Joe Blow Horror Show, and I am very inebriated right now. <laughs> I cannot believe lie. how much of that bottle is gone in the last two days, but I'm very impressed. So, mm. very impressed. My, my number four has a lot to do with drinking. It has a lot to do with being in black and white. It has a lot to do with being shot in an aspect yep. ratio yep. that yep. most people are not used to. 
I guessed this one a, earlier, but I was wrong. So It has a lot to do with great performances by only two actors in the entire film, and it has a lot to do with, in my opinion, the master, the new top dog of horror movies. Mm-hmm. Based on... Robert Eggers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Based on how deep this motherfucker goes into research, how he takes his time to meticulously craft a film worthy of being on the big screen because let me tell you you see this his first film the witch oh my god i got to see that on the big screen incredible incredible movie yeah the light the lighthouse it's not in my opinion quite there as the first film but performance wise willem dafoe robert pattinson they play two wikis, which is – this movie is a period piece. It takes place in the uh, late 1800s, I believe, um, maybe early 1900s. But they're two wikis uh, working a lighthouse. Willem Dafoe is the old salty dog who's been there, been through everything. He's been a captain. Now he's he's a wiki taking care of a lighthouse. Robert Pattinson plays a uh, obviously younger man who is – kind of trying to escape something from his past and throughout the movie we slowly get revealed to us what what it is he's running from but the movie oh man that's what i'm saying that the, the research that eggers does and what he puts into the film the lore the mythology the the hidden. i will say that i don't think there's a director that has been this meticulous in his movies since stanley kubrick I mean, it's it's un, un unbelievable how Ooh. detailed and meticulous he is. I agree, and I I can't I can't spoil the ending. I mean, it would it would do everyone a, a disservice if I did. But but the lighthouse itself is a character in the film, and it plays mm-hmm. a very big part. And they get drunk off of what gasoline or some shit at some point in the in the film. Well, they're, they're I, like, I, well, one of them does, but yeah. So that's why I was bringing in the whole spirits thing. But uh, the lighthouse, I I, I give it a. <laughs> this is my number four. Okay, I give it a ten out of ten. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I. You know what? I I can't fault you on that. And spoiler alert: um, we didn't really talk about this before recording, but. This was my guess for your number one uh, of the year. So I failed on that. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Damn. Oh, can I guess your number one yeah. later? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm, yeah. I'm going to say if I'm, I'm thinking of it now and I'm going to say later, I'll be honest. I'll say later okay. if I, if okay. I got it wrong. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Um, no, I, I saw it. I, we, we, you and I briefly talked about it. And you kind of showed your hand a little bit, so that's where I was like, I know he fucking loves this movie. Uh, I it's do not love on my it. list. Uh, I bought the DVD. I'm a little upset I paid full price for the DVD, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll watch it again once or twice. The only thing, too, is, is, is like rewatching with me is like, it's always fun to rewatch with friends, uh, but my wife does not. She's not into horror movies, so it's you know it's not like I can watch it and be like, hey, check this out. Well, but, uh, my wife, my wife did not like the film. Uh, oh, really? She loved. Well, she loves the witch. Loves okay. the witch. So she loves the first Edgar film. 
she did not like the the sophomore effort. Um, but oh, I'm, I'm I'm trying to convince her to rewatch it because we will cover it on the nightclub. Spoilers there. There you go. Well, one day with the ten out of ten, I'd imagine it would be on there. So, okay. Yep. So number four, uh, big surprise was another movie I saw in the theater. This was out of all the movies I saw in the actual movie theater. This was one of my favorites to watch in the theater. Uh, I went in expecting a lot. I figured I was either going to love it or hate it because there was a lot of hype going into this. I, I, it, it, this is one of those where it's impossible to not know what it's about. Uh, mm. Long story short, I visit. So, you know, everybody, when they, you know, takes a shit, you have like the certain apps or whatever you use on your phone. So <laughs> like I have one app that I fucking check out when I shit. So, you know, I'm a typical man. I drink my coffee in the morning. A half hour later, I'm sitting on my throne. So I scroll <laughs> through the IGN app, and I was reading and seeing a lot of shit about this movie. So I knew this was a movie about a superhero. It was like, you know, what if a superhero was <gasps> good? And oh. I knew going into it, I was like, I'm either going to love this or hate this. And I'm a sucker for, I don't read comic books. I never have. I was a collector and it was mainly because my grandma used to fucking send me shit all the time, but I never read them. So I've got like first editions of comic books and I've got boxes of them that have literally been never opened up out of the cellophane, but I still love the movies. I think the DC Marvel movies are done fantastically. If that's a word, but it is bright burn for me was awesome. I went into the nice. movie. I thought it was, it was way more brutal than I expected uh his uncle all i can think of was badger from fucking uh, yep. breaking bad uh he was awesome like he surprised me with how good he was in this role and mm -hmm. how brutal some of the scenes were i, I thought it was phenomenal I, I had a hard time only rating this 8.5 out of 10 because of just how much fun i had and the only thing with me was i i i, I this movie if it was their intention or not, they did a phenomenal job of wanting or, or leaving me wanting more. Uh, all I could think of was, is like, after I got out of the theater, I was like, when's the fucking sequel? Because I need to go back. This movie ended to me out of all the endings, except one movie on my list, which is going to be my number one. This was my favorite ending out of every fucking movie I saw. And it was just because they left it so open-ended where you're like, all right, let's get the sequel done. So I, I loved it. This this was a perfect anti-hero superhero movie that I've seen so far. Yeah. Uh, I, I Spoilers, uh, not on my list, but 8 out of 10. Um, Brightburn yeah. is awesome. Um, I, I love it too. Uh, I, I got way more than I thought I would get out of it. You're right. It's brutal. Badger's awesome. Um, <laughs> the ending is awesome. Mm -hmm. the, the ending before the ending is awesome. Yes. Oh, fuck yes. Yes. The, the scene Dude, with the, the dad the, the scene, in the, the woods. Scene, that's what I was just going to fucking bring up. The scene with the dad in the woods, like, Dude, Ugh. my skin was fucking crawling. Yes. I'm like, Dude. Yes. It's oh so fucked up. Yeah. Brightburn. Everybody. Loved it. Loved it. So good. Okay. Number three. Top three. 
Oh, shit, son. Top three. Okay. At number three, I've got this film is 40 years in the making. Oh, I know where you're... Fuck it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I can't say too much then. No. And I won't go into spoilers. But The only three, reason is... I, I, I'm just going to say everybody's like, what are you talking about? What movie is it? Just calm your fucking tits. We're going to get there. <laughs> I bought them. this DVD like fucking two months ago, but I have not had a chance. I, I'm like, I will not watch this movie until I watch The Shining to get, you know, refreshed on it. And that's where I'm at. And there it is. Number three, Dr. Sleep. Ewan McGregor. Oh, my God. Mm. Dude, the, 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 the way that, that – okay, Mike – Flanagan, ladies and He's gentlemen. He's a fucking stud. Oh, shit. He was handed the keys to the kingdom when he directed Gerald's Game, the unfilmable yep. the unfilmable story. He did a great job. Said. Yeah. Oh, fuck. He did an amazing job. That movie's amazing. When you're a white guy um, walking around with a 12-inch dick, you can get away with whatever the fuck you want. He's the he, – what's that? <laughs> what's that uh, the, the black the same, dude mean? But... Yeah, <laughs> big black. Big. He's, he's big Flanagan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big flan on the scene right here with Dr. Mm -hmm. Sleep. And it's the, it's the continuation of The Shining. So it's the story of Danny Torrance, grown up. But what you get out of this movie, oh, my God. Uh, Abra. Oh, I love her. I love her so much. Uh, Rose the Hat. Holy shit, what a villain. What a villain. And where the story goes, the references to The Dark Tower, Stephen King's magnum opus. Ladies and gentlemen. Not the film, the books, the books. Uh, the film, I enjoy, but the books are masterpieces. Dr. Sleep, I give a 10 out of 10. Uh, it's my number three, so you know my number one and two are 10 out of 10s as well. Damn. But yeah. Dr. Sleep is 10 out of 10. Okay? Yeah, I, I still can't even think of what – well, actually, I might have an idea of what one of them is, but we'll see. I already, I already blew my load on what I thought your true number 10 or number one was going to be, but – I think I know what one of them is going to be. So, no, do, yeah, Doctor Sleep. I, I like I said, I've got the DVD. That's just my fault on not watching it because I also have the I bought the Blu-ray edition of um, The Shining. But I need, like I said, I'm a completionist. I'm not going to watch a movie like that unless I've got The Shining fresh in uh, my head. So, I don't blame you. Yeah, no, because I know there's a lot of throwbacks in it. So. Yes, there is. Number three was the last movie on my list that I saw in the theater. I'll never forget this because I watched this in the theater. It just so happened where my work schedule worked out where I could go see this at like the 11 a.m. matinee. I was the only person in the theater. I knew I was going to love this movie. I knew it was going to be good. I went in like I never – pay for shit at the movie theater i've got it's not like i'm broke i've got plenty of money but i just will not pay fucking five dollars for a fucking soda and seven dollars for a thing of popcorn i will i'm like i i am not getting lunch today my lunch that day was a fucking <laughs> a coke the size of i could bathe in it and a medium <laughs> popcorn and i went into this movie and i watched it and I sat through the entire credits until the very end when the lights turn hundred percent on because I'm in my seat. I'm like, I, I think I like the movie. I think, I don't know if I fully understood it 
what the uh, fuck is this? Did I like it a lot? I'm like, this is a sophomore effort from one of my favorite directors, so it's got to oh. be good, right? But it was so weird. But that last scene was really fucked up. Midsummer was <laughs> such a fucking goofy-ass movie. Long story short, <laughs> I told you earlier about my wife and how we have those, you know, lists of gifts and whatnot. Um, so I saw that and then Father's Day came and she I, I put on my Father's Day list of this year. It was like midsummer. I was like, I need to rewatch this before we do our show to see if it's as good as I think it is. And long story short, we still don't have it because she she bought like some director's cut, unedited, Blu-ray, whatever from someone on eBay. And she's like three months have gone by and she still doesn't have it. So something is. So there's some kind of dispute going on. So I was not able to rewatch this, but I don't give a fuck. I don't need to rewatch it. It was it was awesome. Uh, It is summer. It's the most confusing movie I watched of the year, but. I mean, when you think about how brutal it is and, you know, those kids and people being brought into that land and having no idea what's going on. And then my, I honestly, I think my favorite part about that movie was halfway through the movie. I mean, this movie was what over two hours long. Uh, Yeah. Halfway through the movie, every single character was like, this is fucked up and something's going to happen. And then you still got to go halfway through the movie with them knowing that this is not normal this is not going to end well, but we're all yep. still alive and we're going to have to figure this out. And then just one by one, the ways that they go down, I was like, that's fucking genius to keep a movie that long. And as much as I like longer and extended movies, when I heard that this was coming out with the director's cut, like a three and a half hour movie, I'm like, fucking sign me up. Like I could watch yes. five hours of this. Yes. Dude, the, 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 Okay. And I gave oh, that a nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Fucking a. Midsummer, as Dave Z would say, deserves that. Yep. Uh, also, I'm gonna say there's some butt pushing. Some. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yes, there is. <laughs> some yes, butt pushing. You watch the movie and find out what the fuck that means. Yep. Towards the last two thirds of it, but. Hey, sit through it. Find out yep. what butt pushing means. That's right. Yeah, I loved it. Midsommar, 9 out of 10. Check it out. It's fucking awesome. So what are we up to now? So we're going to do your two and my two, and then we're going to take a quick break. Okay. So my number two is going to be a sequel um, to a certain 2017 film. I went and saw this in theaters uh, as I did the first one. And this is a based on a book I read when I was a kid. I loved it then, and I loved the miniseries that came out, and I love these films. At number two, I have It Chapter Two. Um, this is a blockbuster horror film. This is the equivalent of a Marvel film. You said that earlier. Mm-hmm. This to me is like, I don't know, man, mind-blowing. The, the point you made about the it's a fresh take, the actor's, are all new, but it's based on the kids. And yep. I think so many of them resemble the kids. I think Eddie, especially. Oh yeah. The, the actor that played him older was a, a replicant of, of the yep. younger kid, but just they did older. So, they did such a good job with, with uh, casting that there's no doubt. 
and I already love Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise. I love mm-hmm. it. If you if you've heard uh, if you hear episode nineteen of my show, um, I think Bill Skarsgård takes the cake when it comes to the better Pennywise. I think he is scarier. I agree. Yeah, he top notch, and the ending, the finale. When you come off the miniseries knowing what the ending is or read the book and know what the ending is and what they give you in this epic movie after the ritual of Chude fails and, and, and the, the losers club are left to fight the evil on their own but with the strength of each other together as friends, uh, the family that they build out of their friendship resonates with me from, from when I was a kid and, and, and what I tried to do with my friends like – build trust and build a a unity like when we're in high school like we all try to do that kind of shit like we try to make lasting bonds and Stephen King gets this right when he writes relationships and and kids and coming of age he gets this so right every time I think this movie is amazing and again 10 out of 10 it chapter 2 dude it's scary it's funny it's it's got action it's got amazing special effects that are – well, you've probably heard people shit on the uh, CGI parts, right? Yeah, so I guess my question is, is, is I know the ending to this movie is similar to that of the books, but the way that mm. they executed it and everything, you still, you're still all right with yeah. it? You liked it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. What do you, for the budget and, you know, if they were going to sink the whole t- – spoilers – if they're going to sink the whole town of Derry into a crater and fucking have a huge storm wash over, I mean, fine. Like, if they can pull it off, I guess they didn't have the budget. But I do want to say this. You mentioned Eggers being uh, one of the most meticulous directors, and I agree. So is Andy Muschietti. Muschietti, yeah. Muschietti. He put I, – I recommend everyone go to YouTube and, and uh, search CZ's World, CZ. S, CZ's world, and watch the uh, things you missed in it, dude. The amount of shit they buried in that film, the references, the 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 unique little hideaway things that you can only get from rewatching and pausing and looking. Yeah. It's crazy. And having it's crazy. read the book probably makes a big difference too. Well, yeah, but but even in the films, there's shit in the films that that not in the books. It's it's just uh, like references to the editor or references to the poster on the wall saying we're coming home. And so all the losers gang are going to fucking uh dairy Maine. Like it's just, it's deep. Yeah. Like the, they, they, they go fucking deep on that movie. Like they, they went, they went to places that I, I didn't even think they, they went when I first uh, watched it, to be honest. Hmm. But the fact that they tell this story in such a way that dude, this is a cosmic horror film. Like, really, you find yeah. out where it comes from. I mean, to me, that's 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 kind of what it is. Yeah. No, I, I, I know that. I mean, reading the book in this case is going to be you're either going to like it more or you're going to be one of those where like, well, the book is way better and the movie can't do it justice. But it sounds like reading the book would kind of help give some, you know, backstory, maybe, or something no. to expect. No, you you no, you could watch the the first one and 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 the second one and and build your own uh mythology like based on what you're seeing. You don't okay. have to read the book to know that there there are deeper things within 
within the movie that you could learn or could know based on reading the book, but it's not it's not sure. uh, beyond the grasp of the, the average uh, viewer. What what number you had this at ranked at? Uh, it was number I think it was number eight for me. Yeah. So you read the book, right? No. Nope, I have no, I have not. Oh well, dude. So, like Maturin, the the drug that uh um, Ben, not Ben. Uh, oh, who stayed behind? Oh, the black guy. Yeah, fucking uh. Um, I can't remember his name. I can't remember half their yeah. names right now. He, he lived in the Drunk. in the the library. The library, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Maturin is a is a a, a turtle. It's a big, giant, cosmic turtle, and it is the nemesis of Maturin. Uh, they both come from the macroverse, which is like the, the, the place out of time and space. It's a dark void of horror. It's, it's okay. fucked up. It's, it's Stephen King shit. So you don't have to know that, though. The movie, the movie builds its own mythology, so I'm probably rambling, dude. I'm sorry. Like, it chapter oh, two, you're good. 10 out of 10. I love it. I think it's great. I love the movie. It blew me away. And that's another 10 out of 10 for you at your number two. So my number two, the last one uh, we're going to get in before we ramble off our honorable mentions. This movie has been mentioned already. So it was a movie that I had mentioned, uh, Tibu Seek Out. I watched this movie... I had no idea what I was getting into. It was just one of those random, like, click kind of things. I don't even remember where or how I watched it. The premise sounded pretty cool, but I was like, yeah, it's not really one of the movies that I'm kind of into or the type of style. Watching it, the movie itself, the setting was so vast, you feel like it's just the biggest open, vast area ever. However, watching the movie, it felt so tight and confined and suffocating that it blew my mind with the parallels of the big vast openness to a <laughs> one setting with what three make uh, well I'd say maybe like five characters really but most of it centers on one the directions it goes the unexpected turns left me just I, I just I just couldn't couldn't believe what I was watching. I watched this and I finished it early enough where I was able to like lay down and I was watching like I don't remember what I was watching, but I just kept running it through my head, trying to figure out exactly what had gone on. And like Tibu was saying before, was it psychological? Was it demonic? What what was it? And that is the wind. At yes. my number two, I gave that one a very, very solid 9.25. Um, and just talking about it makes me want to bump it up to a nine and a half. <laughs> but like you said, I mean, there is only it, literally in the entire movie, there's what five characters. Yeah. Um, most of it is just with one, but like you said, there's some scenes where you're like, what the fuck is going on? Is it psychological, demonic? You have no idea what's going on. The neighbors that move in, that whole thing. And I think my favorite part was how well it was done with the I would say 
the death of a character that you never met kind of yes. thing. Yep. I mean, oh, oh man. man. Just, the, yeah. I, that, that, that was the one movie I said so far on this list I need to rewatch. Yep. Like, this movie will grow on me, I promise you, because I was so blown away by how the director, like you said, made the film. The back and forth, man. Yep. The, the way it was shot. The it fact is, that is you, perfect. Yes. And you say it's the open expanse, but it's one location. It plays a very big part in, in, in the psychology of the film. You're wrapped up in this one particular character's story, but there's the expanse, the isolation yep. within the expanse. It's a contradiction, but it's captured on film. It's amazing. Yeah. They did. They did such a good job of capturing that. Yes. Damn, that's your number. That's your number two. That's my number two. That's amazing. That is my number two. I loved it. I fucking loved it, dude. Nine point two five. That's the second highest rated movie I've got of the year. So it was, I love it was that. Phenomenal. That's high. I love it. Damn. Yep. So honorable mentions, yeah? Yeah, let's get into our honorable mentions. Do you just want to ramble through your honorable yeah. mentions real quick here? I'll just have yeah. you go any order that you want, like five through one or or twenty through fourteen or however you want to do it. Just Well, I'm gonna do it like that. I'm gonna do twenty through sixteen, okay? Okay. So at number twenty, if I had a top twenty, and I do. <laughs> so here they are. Top twenty, I see you at number twenty. Amazing yep. fucking awesome. film. I won't go into it. Okay, number 19, Daniel Isn't Real. Nice. I loved it, man. So good. Number 18, Ready or Not. Nice, yeah. Good film, good film. Number 17, Antrim, the deadliest film ever made. I've if heard people of it, have not seen it. If people have not seen this film, seek it out. It's very fucking cool. And at number 16, us. Nice. Jordan Peele. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go through my 20 through 14, and then I've got two more I'm going to briefly talk about. So number 20, 47 meters uncaged. Uh, I, I saw this in the theater, and this is one of those movies that you need to see in the theater. There's some movies that are really fun. But there's also some movies that really do benefit from the big screen, and this is one of them. It's you know, dare I say, a Jaws type movie. It, it's it's you know some pretty crazy stuff that goes down. Is is generic and overdone as this type of movie and shark movie is. It's pretty fun, so I really enjoyed that one. Number nineteen was One Cut of the Dead on Shutter. Check it out. You can't talk about this movie without giving the entire movie away. Um, there's one main thing. Have you seen this movie? No. There's one main thing about this movie that is going to make or break it for you. Um, you have Shudder. I would highly recommend you checking it out. Um, it is a zombie movie from like Taiwan or Japan. Number I'm three sure. for me was Hagazusa. Did you see this one? Uh, I did. Um, I didn't chalk okay. it up to a 2019 film. Oh, you put this at 2018, huh? I, I did. Okay. Um, I guess, yeah, that kind of depends on, I guess, 
Well, I'll say it now. I mean, I like the cinematography, but man, it let me down. Yeah, it was. I think the greatest strength of this movie was, um, I guess, the uh, atmosphere. Yeah. The tone. I agree. Um, yeah, that was its greatest strength. I mean, it was a period piece, but no, mm-hmm. I, I, I think just with those couple words you said, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I can't disagree with you. Number, oh, Christ, what am I at? Number 16? No, 17. 17 mm-hmm. for me uh, is the theories. I know you didn't get to this one. Not completely, you? no. No, not, yeah, that's no. right. You, no, no, that's right. This is when you started, yeah. Um, I, I thought it was pretty cool, pretty interesting, uh, kind of a slasher, kind of a surviving the game kind of feel. Number 16, and I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. I just don't give a fuck, and that's Pet Cemetery. I, <laughs> yeah. I love, I love you. I love you, Balsuna. <laughs> yep. I love the, um, I guess you can say the the different take it took on one of the character deaths. I thought that was awesome. I especially love the ending though. The ending of this was phenomenal. All I'm going to say is that it ended with character or characters in a car and <laughs> character or characters walking towards a car and you're just left like, holy have, fuck. Have you, have you read the book? No, I have not. Have you seen the original? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. How you yeah. you like it? I love the original. Yeah. Oh, the okay, original okay. scared the absolute. That was one of the only movies yes. that I could not watch as a kid because it scared me so much. So, oh yeah, absolutely. But no, I, I this movie gets a lot of hate, and I think it's unwarranted hate <coughs> because I think it's done really well. I mean, was it Jason Isaacs or whatever the main actor is? He's he's awesome. <laughs> he's really good. And then. Um, I want to call him Arthur Miller from Dexter. Who's the fucking, who's the neighbor guy? What the hell is his name? Oh, uh, John Voight. No, not John Voight. John anyways, Lithgow. John Lithgow. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. really good in it. Yeah. Uh, there's two other movies that I want to talk about that. I mean, I know our honorable mention was VR 23, 14, but uh, lose. I, I love that. That's on that. That's I, well, have to talk I about lost. That. I lost. Well, you thought that was going to be my number one? Based on the way you were kind of like, yeah, the way you were kind of being about it. Uh, no shit. Not well, yeah, you didn't really want to say much about it, so I thought, oh, yep. shit. But, okay. No, I, 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 I honestly, I think that maybe part of it is is just the appreciation I have that it is a student film, but it was awesome. Uh, the aesthetics of it, the, the only thing is for me that, kind of detracted from it was just how weird it was and how I mean it was almost like it was almost like it was done out of order it was kind of choppy and I don't think it was edited very well if that makes sense Mm. because you're kind of like all over the place trying to you know follow these characters and and even though most of it takes place in the police station anyways no no I no I I uh I agree uh the editing can be weird and you can kind of lose your place but I, I've watched the film more than once, so I, I've oh, okay. had, yeah, I've had the benefit of catching on, you know, with uh, subsequent uh, watches. So sure. maybe, maybe try it again, man. 
No, I will because it was pretty fucking creepy. Creepy, like I said, the the sound design in this was awesome. Uh, the last one I want to talk about was another one that is kind of like, is it 2018, 2019? Uh, and that's the Ranger. Um, this for me at least wasn't readily available to watch until like, I think I saw it in February of 2019. Um, it's a slasher. I'll call it. It's a very cool story. Have you, have you heard about this or seen this Tibu? No, not at all. Oh, check it out. It's called the Ranger. So basically a group of, we'll call them troubled teens, uh, do a retreat up in the mountains and they run into a forest ranger. Um, and then what ensues from there is pretty damn interesting. So that is the last one I wanted to talk about before we get into our number one movie of 2019. Tibu, you've got the honors. What is your number one movie of 2019? All right. So I want you to remember something you said earlier about okay. uh, theme and tone. Yep. What do you think my number one is? Well, did you watch Laplace's Demon? That's my question. No. Okay, then I really have no idea. Has has it been talked about yet tonight? No. I honestly can't even guess. If you do, you consider uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer a horror movie? Yeah. Do you consider Maniac from 1980 a horror movie? <laughs> Absolutely. Do you consider Silence of the Lambs a horror movie? Um, I do, and it pisses me off because I feel like I should know which direction you're going. My number one horror movie of 2019 is Joker. Okay, okay. This makes sense now, and I should have guessed this. This film, in tone, in atmosphere, in storytelling, every which way you turn, is a horror fucking movie. This movie's dark. It's fucked up. The score just drags you into oblivion. Like you're in a, an abyss with Arthur Fleck, played by Joaquin Phoenix. Phenomenal Todd, performance. Oh, my God. Todd Phillips fucked the studio out of money. He was like, yeah, I'm going to do a superhero film about the Joker, and it's going to be dark. And they're like, all right, here's a lot of money. And then he made what he wanted, a Martin Scorsese 70s character study yep. film. That made a billion dollars. This movie banked hard. I and watched I it in the theater. I, I did, I I did too. I, I, I love this movie. I think it's perfect. I think, I think it's relevant. I think it's uh, timely. I think it's horrific. I think it's funny. I think it's dark and beautiful. 10 out of 10 masterpiece. I, this movie will be remembered <laughs> later as a perfect film heralded by the ages uh, i think it's going to be big because it ties in superhero culture with the horror aesthetic that the underground is 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 uh, poking its head up with and i think this movie <clears throat> is a blend of all of that and it made mainstream news when po political shit needed to go down and people had to take a side and whatever else but when nope. you really come down to it and you watch the film tell me what you think it's about i mean come on so i'm gonna tell you what that out of all the movies i saw in 2019 i only had oh god this is the only one i can think of that i would give a perfect 10 
So for me, I would, this was not on my horror watch list or horror list, but it makes me happy and, and I'm excited that you did put this on your list. Although it's not on my list and I don't consider it horror as much as you do, I agree with everything you've said. And I have no problem with anybody making the argument that this is horror because like you said, just the tone, the atmosphere, how dark this was both figuratively and literally this movie yeah. was fucking dark. It's dark. It's, it's, yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you said. It's, it's phenomenal. It was probably, I, yeah, it's probably the best movie I've watched in 2019. Yeah. To me, I mean, I, I can understand someone not seeing it as horror. I can based on everything that goes on around what it is, a superhero property and, and even, even just seeing it as like a dark drama. But I think if you talk about Henry and Maniac and Silence and you compare the tone and the style and all that, Taxi Driver, I think yeah. it, it, it all kind of fits to me that, yes, it can be, for me, a horror film. It's my number one of the year. I, I love the movie. I adore it. I think it's going to be, again, like I said, a masterpiece heralded later oh yeah it'll it'll get better with age no i i completely agree with you the the movie is awesome i mean i I really don't have any rebuttal to that because i am completely okay with you having this as your number one horror movie of 2019 so what's your number one boss tuna i'm eager to find out what was wrong about mine well your your whole list was wrong because you did not have this as your (laughs) oh shit this movie so I, I guess the I, I, I'm going to repeat exactly what I said with my number, I think it was number four, in that the worst thing about doing a top 10 list is not just you, not just me, it's everybody. When you know and you've got a date set and, hey, this is when we are doing our list you're fucking scrambling. You're going to go through and be like, what movies do I need to watch before I do this list? This movie somehow slipped under my radar and I watched this movie within the last week. Oh. And I watched it and I am like, oh, was it as good as I thought it was? (laughs) I know what this is. Was it as good as I thought it was? So... Normally when I watch a movie, I go in the sacred text and I write everything in there and I write my initial review down. I waited. The next day I thought about it more and I made a Facebook post, which I never do. And then I wrote something on Slasher and I waited another day. And then I went back in the sacred text and I'm like, yep, I am going to put this in there and I'm going to put this rating in there. And I'm pretty sure this is my favorite horror movie that I've seen for the entire year. I see you Uh 2019 is a 9.5 out of 10 for me. And I will just outright say that that score comes based pretty much solely off of the fact that this movie from the first five minutes to the end of it was so far off of what I thought it was and where I thought it was going. I had to just kind of sit back and be like, 
wow, fucking wow. The swerves, the direction. I'm going to go out right and say that I don't think any performance in this was anything particular. There's no real actors that you should be aware of. This movie was as generic and plain as you could get when it comes to everything except the plot development in the story. Uh, I watched this movie and I want to say three or four times I thought I had it pinned where it was going and it did not even touch that area. And there's a phrase that I learned from this movie that I'm not even going to say because I don't want to give anyone any hints. Um, if you follow us on Facebook or Slasher, you are going to know how much I told you to watch this movie. I am going to leave it at that and say, watch this movie, check it out. I would put this in the same realm as like a Clove Hitch Killer or Summer of 84. Um, and that's all I'm going to leave it at. If you've seen those movies, you might have an idea as far as what's going on. But yeah, that, that movie blew my mind. And even though I've seen it, you know, within the last week, uh, I still have no problem putting it as my number one movie 2019, just, just because the, the whole Jeff Daniels story I told you before yeah. was basically for this movie. So, well, the, okay. So I see you that movie. Uh, I agree. <laughs> it's, you don't know where it's going to go at all. Uh, well, I mean, what, what I'll say is that it, you can make the argument that it's not horror because a good chunk of it really isn't horror. But again, if you consider like Zodiac Killer, Summer of I 84, Clovage well, Killer, all those horror, then you got to consider this one horror. The thing about that movie though is like, ah, damn it, that it's so hard not to talk about the spoilers. I like, know, I know. Yeah, like it, it's it's really hard. That's why I, I, it's my number twenty. But at the same time, that movie is worth really, really Checking worth watching. Oh, yeah. Yes, check it out. Both of us enjoyed it. It's ironic that it's Tibu's number twenty and my number one. But uh, <laughs> that, if you throw great. an average in there, it's a top ten. It's a film. great. It's a, it's a great film. It yeah. is. It really is. Yeah. Perfect. Let's get into the fight. We're going to wrap this up here. We're, we're just about done with our episode. So we're going to go into the, you know, a couple best actor, best actress kind of thing. And then we're going to get into what everyone's been waiting for is the gauntlet with Tibu. So I'm going to start us off here real quick with the first category we're going to talk about is best actor. I cheated and I have a tie in mine. And right. the first one I'm going to mention is going to be Rory Culkin, actually, in Lords oh. of Chaos. Yes. So, although that it was a, I don't know if I want to say generic role, but I just think that he was perfect in what he needed to do and needed to portray. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about, because there was some narration and there was some acting and whatnot, but he was great. I mean, yeah, I, I thought that, him as Euronymous was perfect. Uh, <laughs> so whatever, you know, I mean, got to show him some love. The next one is more of just a performance-based recommendation, uh, and that's got to be Robert Pattinson because even though I wasn't wow. as high on The Lighthouse as I was or as Tibu was, 
Robert Pattinson has come a long way from being that fucking douchey dude in <laughs> the fucking vampire werewolf movie. Twilight. Was yeah. Twilight shit. Yeah. <laughs> he's actually he's actually a really good actor. And I, yeah. I another side note, when I heard he was going to be Batman, I was really fucking nervous. But he's got the chops. He, he is a pretty legit oh, yeah. actor. Yeah. Um, my favorite act, Batman actor of all time is Christian Bale, and I don't think that can be topped. But Michael Robert Keaton. Pattinson's pretty solid. Ah, fuck Michael Keaton. No. Yep. Fuck Michael Keaton. You know what, Robert Pattinson? I've got faith in you, buddy. So that's my best actor slash actors for the year. What do you got, Tibu? Joaquin Phoenix. Yep. Joker. Can't, yep. I yep. can't disagree with that. Yeah, he was phenomenal. That's it. Best actress for me uh, was Florence Pugh. Miss yes. Samar. Me too. Yep. Yep. How can you? I mean, I felt like that was as much a runaway as oh. Tony Collette was last year yes. with Hereditary. Yes. God damn it. Yes. Yep. A million times. Dude, how do you get ignored by the fucking Oscars for yep. that? Like, fuck them. Fuck them. That's why I don't even watch them because half the Oscar movies they fucking choose are trash anyways. So, whatever. But yeah, Florence Pugh, Midsum, I mean, if you've seen the movie, whether you like it or not, I know it is a fairly divisive topic, but yeah, she she's great. She was pretty good. So she goes through every array of of emotions in that film, dude. She's fucking oh my god! She has to experience everything, and yeah. and and display hurt and sorrow and pain and anguish and disappointment and yeah. And happiness. Like, she does everything. She's amazing. Florence yeah, just, Pugh. Yeah, God, her facial man. expressions going through that gamut are pretty solid. The next one we have is our favorite foreign film of the year. And I had to go with One Cut of the Dead. As you guys know, I am a huge zombie nerd. So naturally, this one is going to come up. However, I was sad with 2019. What I saw was... Unlike last year, we had a plethora of zombie movies. I want to say I had two or three of them on my top 15 list. This year, I had none. Part of that was we just did not get the content that we got last year. This was what I'll call a quote-unquote fresh take in the zombie genre. Um, Tibu, I know you haven't seen this, but you got to check it out. It's on Shudder. So, I will. I mean, there's no yeah. excuse. Check it out. No. I, I think. Uh, I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it. I'm sure I will. Uh, my my foreign film is uh, Tigers Are Not Afraid. It's on Shutter yep. again. I won't go into it because it goes places that you don't think it will, and it's it's a uh, magic realism. It's fan, it's fantastical and yep. real. So I I don't want to spoil it. Uh, Tigers Are Not Afraid. I gave that a, a seven point five out of ten. Same I gave a. Uh, cabin in the woods so there you go i ooh, ooh. yeah yep. i thought this was going to come in a little bit higher for you honestly because i know she her like hero is your one of your favorite actors um uh not benicio del toro guillermo del toro so i was i was expecting us to talk about this so um what? well i mean isa lopez the director her her hero is Guillermo and I know Guillermo is your hero, so I honestly thought this was gonna be in your top fifteen of the year. What? So what movie? 
Tigers are not afraid. Oh, not well. Yeah. Damn. No, I, yeah. I didn't even know the connection. Oh, yeah. No, no. She worked with him um, on some movies before she got into what she does. So, Boss with the fucking yeah. knowledge, guys. Yeah. Look at this. She follows okay. us on Twitter, dude. Oh. Issa Lopez. I only have a couple shout-outs uh, on Twitter from, like, famous actors and directors, and she's one of them. So. Issa Lopez. Yeah, Issa Sorry. Lopez. Yep. My respect, man. I didn't yeah. know. And it makes me sad because, like, I was pimping the shit out of this movie, and then I saw it and I was like, yeah, okay. But anyways, <laughs> the next topic we're going to talk about is horror TV. And I, just like Tibu is a M. Night Shyamalan apologist, I am a Walking Dead apologist. I love Walking Dead as much as I did in season one, two, three, four, five, et cetera. I fucking Carl. think it's TV gold. Coral. Coral. <laughs> love it. I love it. Um, I saw quite a bit of horror in 2019, but I mean, I love Walking Dead. You know, it's the zombies in me. So that was my favorite. What about you? Mm. I'm going to be up front. I don't know all what I saw TV wise, but I do know that Creep Show came out in 2019 mm-hmm. on Shudder. Shudder, everyone. Creep Show is an adaptation of a Stephen King, George A. Romero joint from eighty uh, early eighties, right? Nineteen eighty-two. Yeah. Yep. And Shudder redid it. Like they have new segments, new films. It's so fucking fun. It's and Greg so Nicotero is behind it, and he is the main dude. Yes. One of the main All dudes the from special effects. Walking, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, yes. He is the, the, the main Walking zombie guy, master. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, any any horror fan knows Greg Nicotero. He, he oh, goes I'd back hope beyond so. that. Yeah, H- him beyond. and Tom, like Tom Savini might be at the top of the pyramid. Greg Nicotero is right underneath him. Oh, he's, yeah, he's right there. He's yeah. right there. Yeah, check out Creepshow and fucking keep up with The Walking Dead, man. Rick Grimes mm-hmm. is going to have his own movies. They're coming. That's right. That's right. They're coming. So that's all we have for our list, our last final topics and thoughts. Uh, a couple oh, of things I wanted to wait, go over. No, go wait, ahead. wait, wait. We have the bottom three. Oh, shit. Yeah, we forgot about our bottom three. Bottom three, dude. Ooh, I didn't even write that on the main list. I better fucking get to that. Um, why don't you run through your bottom three real quick? My bottom three, three to one, all right? Wait, so three being the worst or one being the worst? Three being the one, One worst. being the worst? Yeah. One being the worst. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. Okay, so my bottom three. At number three, we have the headhunter. Uh, it was cool. It was watchable. Some people loved it, but – and and it's a – it's it's a uh, period, but also but also like a uh, mythological, but it's very low budget, so you have to you know go with the flow. It, it's it's okay. It's all right. Oh, I I okay. So this was actually on. Now that I think about it, this was actually on one of the guys that listened to top like ten list, maybe his top five. So it's about a dude that hunts fucking creatures and yeah like okay no shit you don't like it all right dude i thought this well, would be right up your alley with your mythological no, no 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 
No, it's 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 okay. It's it's just down there. Okay. Yeah. At number two, Pet Cemetery. It's trash. Sorry. <laughs> John Lithgow. It's, it's funny only, we're talking about this, but all right. Love he's it. He's the only redeeming quality in the film. It's I hate it. Uh and at the very bottom, I love their podcast. I love it. Called Classic Horror Show. But their film, She Walks the Woods. Oof. Oof. That's it. I don't know if I've Oof. heard of that. It's don't I mean, you know, support your indie filmmakers, but oh man. That movie was rough. So my bottom three, uh, funny story, two of the three are when the pandemic started, uh, as a lot of people know, you could pretty much get any of your, if you had like DirecTV or, or Dish or whatnot, you could get a lot of your movie stations for free. They're giving you like, you know, a month or two month <coughs> trial kind of thing. So Showtime has a station called Showtime Beyond, which mostly plays for the most part at night really bad horror movies. So I went through and watched a shitload and recorded a shitload, <laughs> excuse me, of really bad, like, like they must've been so bad that sci-fi passed up on them. So my number three is called exposure and it's, it's fucking terrible. I gave it a two out of 10. It's about a couple that goes into the wilderness into a cabin in the mountains to kind of reconcile a relationship um they come into some kind of like creature slash bacteria thing in a lake and it turns the fucking boyfriend into like a creature they give you no explanation as far as why or what happened other than it sounds like his grandpa and his dad died of the same fucking thing in this creature <laughs> in the lake the best God. part about the movie is there's a pretty decently hot chick and you get to see her naked and that's like the only thing i remember because of oh trash. My God. <laughs> number <laughs> two super for me <laughs> also a two out of ten and i'll say like pretty much the only time i rate a movie a one is if i can't finish it so you know it's absolute trash these two were like I think I spent half the time sitting on my couch, like fucking stuck in a YouTube wormhole trying to finish these fucking movies. Cause I'm like, if I'm going to actually rate a movie, I have to be able to watch the whole thing. So this one's called candy corn. Oh, um, I've heard I, about this movie. Yeah. I want to say, was it Mark Nato where someone talked about it and talked about how bad it was. But I mean, it's one of those things where like, well, God, if they say it's the worst movie, I got to check it out too. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Don't fucking watch it. If someone says <laughs> it's the worst movie they've seen, don't watch it because it's fucking bad. Uh, this one, it's funny because just before this, I'm like, this was so bad. I don't remember it's about, so I got to IMDB it. You, I IMDB it and it says starring PJ Souls and um, oh she's good man yeah she's PJ Souls and oh god who's the black guy from Candyman I can't think of this Tony Todd Tony Todd they're yeah. in the movie both of them together at a total of like five minutes so oh, like no. that tells you this movie their entire budget was paying them for like fucking 30 seconds of screen time Oh. It is so bad. It's about like a group of teenagers that go and they bully this retarded kid <laughs> at a fucking fair. I mean, 
if I had if I had a gun to my head and was like, what's one good thing you could tell people about this movie? I'd be like, it does kind of have a Halloween theme to it. So, like, I mean, if you're on a couch and someone's got a gun to your head and it's like October and they're like, you have to pick <laughs> the worst movie ever to watch, like this might <laughs> slip in that that conversation. So that's what I have to say for my number two. My Holy shit. What's your number one? <laughs> the worst, most, and this one isn't, okay, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I gave this one a four out of ten. So oh. obviously there's a lot of movies I saw that had better scores. The reason this one is on my bottom is because of the sheer disappointment value that I have with it. And it's because when I go into a year of movies and I'm like looking for movies to watch, I'm not going to lie. The first ones I look for are zombie movies. So this one came up and I'm like, holy fuck, there's a zombie movie this is supposed to be good. It's got Bill Murray. It's got this fucking dork that played in like one of the fucking Star Trek movies or whatever. Adam Driver or some shit. I don't watch that garbage with Star Trek or Star Wars stuff. I was like, this is going to be really good. Side story again. I know that you guys have heard this, but also it's funny because tonight, um, as I was telling T-Boo, the reason we we're late is because we went boating and we brought my Ooh. wife's cousin and her husband and I was telling them, I was like, I have to like duck out early because we were playing like card games and stuff in the kitchen. And I'm like, I got to leave, you know, we're doing our podcast and they're like, well, what are you doing? What's the episode on? And I explained to them. And the funny thing is, is my wife is like, yeah, he always makes fun of me on his show because I hate horror movies, but he always tells them that he forces me to go uh, <laughs> watch horror movies on his birthday. So I wasted the one fucking movie that I could drag my wife to in the theater on my birthday. And I spent it on the dead. Don't die. And oh. I hate myself. Tibu, do you know what movie we watched last year with my wife? What? A quiet place. That movie was awesome. Yeah. So I wasted the opportunity to drag my wife who hates horror movies to a fucking movie uh, and it was the dead don't die. And like 10 minutes in, like she pulled like her jacket up over her like head and was reading her book. And I'm like, I'm pissed, but I can't blame her because this fucking movie's trash. I was so disappointed. I know it's a Jim Jarmusch type movie and he's got a cult following. Uh, he's supposedly a comedy guy, except I yeah. think there's anything comedic in that movie whatsoever. So. Well, he made uh, uh, coffee and cigarettes, which it's is probably awesome. trash. No, 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 no. It's awesome. But I have not I seen know, this man. film. I have not seen this film, so I can't say Adam Driver. Well, I'm going to tell you what. If, if you thought any of his movies – because I, apparently I was under the impression that all of his movies are kind of the same. Check out Coffee and Cigarettes, man. It's really good. Well, the, the type of humor in his movies, because he's he's more of a comedy guy, isn't he? Uh, yeah, but it's not like it's more dry and. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. I yeah, definitely dry. Oh yeah, it had that. Oh yeah, yeah. Very, oh, very, wow. very dry humor. I might like this movie. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Uh, it's well. Yeah. Well, okay, that's fine. Yep. Uh. 
I still recommend coffee and cigarettes because Tom Waits and Iggy Pop have a scene in it, and it's Iggy awesome. Pop. Iggy Pop was in this movie, and I yeah, like so. I like Tom Waits. So yeah, I love. Actually, Tom Waits was in this fucking movie too. Now that I think about it, what the yes, fuck? yes, he was. Yeah. Okay. You know why? Because okay. coffee and cigarettes. <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah. All well, right. Well, that's the bottom three. Yeah, I mean, we're we're scraping out the shit pit for these fucking movies. But, <laughs> uh, we're going to get into this. So you're familiar with The Gauntlet. I know you've listened to the show before. Uh, for fans, or I, I would say maybe potential fans out of the first time, every time we have someone new on the show, um, whether it's a guest or a, a celebrity host or whatever you want to call it, we make them run the gauntlet. Excuse me. It's a list of questions. And they have to do a quick fire, rapid fire answer. Oh, I got the hiccups. So unless you have uh, any other questions, comments, concerns, we're going to get into this right now. Nah, bring it on. Okay. Three, two, one. Pizza or burgers? Pizza. Beer or liquor? Beer. Hockey, football, Baseball or basketball? Football. Ass or titties? Ass. Stand or sit when you wipe? Sit. Homebody or out with friends? Homebody. Fishing or hunting? Fishing. Cannibal Holocaust or a Serbian film? Cannibal Holocaust. Rather go blind or go deaf? Oh, <laughs> death. <laughs> Top half of Hulk Hogan or bottom half of Margot Robbie? <laughs> For what? <laughs> Top half of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and bottom half of Margot Robbie. All right. Penis-sized oh, nipples or nipple-sized penis? <laughs> Say it again. Penis-sized nipples or nipple-sized penis? Oh, penis-sized nipples. Rock or country? Rock. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Doggy or missionary? Missionary. Freddy, Jason, Michael, or Leatherface? Jason. Ooh, I'm a little surprised on that one. Slasher, zombie, supernatural, or creature feature? Say it again. Slasher, zombie, supernatural, or creature feature? Supernatural. Chucky or Leprechaun? Chucky. John Carpenter or Wes Craven? John Carpenter. Ari Aster or Jordan Peele? Aster. 90s horror or the 2000s to 2010? Uh, 2000s to 2010s. Hells Have Eyes, original or remake? Original. Oh, you motherfucker. (laughs) Slow burns or to the point? Slow burn. First horror movie you ever remember seeing? Oh. Oh. That's a good one. Damn. Something Friday the the 13th, I think. But maybe not. Maybe Chucky, maybe Leprechaun. I don't know. Okay. Friday Friday the the 13th, I'll say, though. Okay. Fair enough. And the last question is your favorite horror movie of all time. 
Evil Dead 1981. Oh, fucking right. Yeah. Yeah. And that wraps up the gauntlet for Tibu, the brand new co-host of the Joe Blow Horror Show. Um, that's the episode, man. That is oh, our awesome. Top, that is our top 15 of 2019. I hope you guys enjoyed it because I don't know about you, but I had a fucking great time. This is awesome. Fuck yes, it's fun. Thank it was fun so finally getting me, back man. into the ring, fucking you know, throwing some haymakers and making shit happen. So I loved it, dude. Thank you yep. so much. Um, anything before we wrap this up? For the next episode of the Joe Blow Horror Show, we're gonna do the Blob and Darkness Falls. I haven't seen these. I haven't seen the Blob at all. Darkness Falls, I saw in theaters and not since. So I'm really looking forward to reviewing these films. Nice. Our discussion topic for the next episode is going to be what is most important to you in a movie? Is it going to be the score, the cinematography, writing, or the acting? And if you guys have been following along, you know that the next segment we have in the rotation is going to be our a shot in the dark. Stay tuned because there might be an edit at the beginning of the show when you guys listen, or maybe a CN. But we've got an idea, and mm. hopefully it comes to fruition. Yes. But I am hoping to change this up a little bit for your guys' pleasure. So, with that being said, I am Boss Tuna, and I am signing off from the Joe Blow Horror Show. I hope it was as good for you as it was for us. That was incredible. Is it good for you? <laughs> I've had better.